Yes, hey, what's crack? Uh, welcome along to very, very special edition of the Skin Hill Podcast, one that we're very, very excited about. Uh, this sees the beginning of our player interview series. Um, hopefully we'll be doing this once a month. Um, whenever Darren and I started up the uh, Skin Hill Podcast, it was just us two gab shites and a couple of microphones and we were going to chat shite uh, about Derry City and how they play and, and so on, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it was always... An ambition of ours to expand it into doing these like interviews and stuff like with ex-players, maybe current players, uh, backroom team, so on and so forth, you know. Um, so first and foremost, I want to say a big massive thank you to Barry Malloy for agreeing to do this. Um, Barry took a, the time out that he had in Derry that he could have been, you know, spending doing something a bit more worthwhile. <laughs> um, but he, he took the time out to, uh, to come and to the studio with us and uh, have a chat I uh, want to say a big massive thank you to Touch as well and Matthew Crossan uh, who were very very kind in, in lending us their studio and Matthew recorded the entire interview for us uh, so that's two and a half hours, three hours of his life that he'll never get back, sorry about that dude um, but yeah, hopefully we are going to continue this on uh, if you do have any suggestions um, as to who you would like to see or hear, obviously being interviewed next, uh, by all means, please let us know. Uh, just give us a wee shout on social media, or if you see us out and about in the street, roar at us. Um, just want to uh, let you all know as well that we now are on Twitter, uh, and we've changed our handle to @skintillpod on Instagram to match the uh, the Twitter as well. So if you are on Twitter, please give us a wee follow. Uh, it'll be Darren doing most of the the tweeting on that. I'll I'll let him run free as. You'll probably see with the first tweet that he put out. Um, if you have enjoyed this episode, please, please share it on uh, social media. Tag us in it as well. Uh, we, we greatly appreciate that. Um, I'm going to start rambling here and uh, just sort of get on with it. Um, so here is the interview. Uh, thank you very much for listening, uh, for continually listening. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Bye. Welcome along to this Hill podcast. Thanks for having me, lad. Not a pleasure. Not a problem. Not it's a my pleasure. absolute pleasure. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> As always. Uh, no, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, really fun. appreciate you uh, saying that you would come on. And uh, I apologize no in advance for any of the uh, the shite that you're about to receive. <laughs> so, tell me this. We'll talk about Derry first, the current team. Yep. Have you been following any of the progress or lack thereof? Yes, I've been watching it on... Uh... On the wee box I have over in England, so I've been watching uh, as many games as I can on that. Right, fair play. Um, uh, the streaming service has changed. I don't know if you noticed it. Yeah. Um, and the quality this time round, I'm very, very vociferous critic of it uh, on the the regular podcast. Like, uh, it's it's poor. The new one is poor. The old one was uh, was fantastic. We set up. I don't know if you uh, remember James. Um, yes, from Dublin. Yes, yeah. uh, James was I think in charge of the James O'Toole. James O'Toole yeah. was in charge of the Watch yeah. LOA. And now it's going to LOA TV, and it's uh, like they, these lads are absolutely shit. Conker's not even uh, doing the video for. No, I noticed a change in it, I, but I was just to be fair. I was just glad they actually they see it. I know the commentary was tough at times and that, but it's it's just great, obviously, for me to keep in track and, yeah. and get to watch the games. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. Um, right. So obviously, you've seen from the beginning of the season, we've been Pittsburgh from uh, uh, last year in March, just off the back of a, a great result against Bohemians, and then we went down to I think it might have been Waterford and lost then we came back lost the pats and from there on it was just car crash football um and obviously this season nothing really 
changed in the early right. early throws of it. Um, what do you think needed changed? It's always difficult, isn't it? Especially when you're when you're talking about people who you've worked with a long time and yeah, um, always a big fan of Dickies and that you know. But I think, as you say, the whole pandemic was it's was horrendous for the club. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it was, it was different horrendous. circumstances. Of course, of course, like and, and it's horrendous for anyone trying to get a bit of continuity in a team and stuff. And when you're having to deal with those circumstances on top of everything else, um, mm-hmm. very very difficult. Um, but obviously the results weren't great in that and. Uh, Something needed to change, and unfortunately, Dickie lost his job. And um, we've seen since then the, the upturn in fortunes. You know what I mean under Rory, but uh, just as I say, it's always difficult to sort of pinpoint pinpoint. You know, yeah, something that wasn't working in that. You know, but um, it's it, there's a lot has to be said for the players as well. The performances weren't great, yeah. And, but a lot of a lot of um, outside things happened. There's obviously the pandemic as well. This doesn't help as well. Yeah, um, I noticed that we had an awful lot of, uh, last couple of seasons, we had an awful lot of six-month deals, loan deals, uh, one-year contracts. Uh, that officially changed this year with the signing of, of David Parkhouse on a three-year deal, and obviously that didn't work out for, for young Parky, but uh, it's good to see that we're sort of coming in that, or going in that direction where we're signing lads on long-term deals again. Brilliant. Uh, it's great to see us seen a few signings there, lads signing for an extra year and things like that, so... It gives that wee bit of security for the club and for the players as well, and, and I think that's the way forward. And I think Rory's he's he's very smart and on how he wants to work things at Derry City. He's got a vision there, and yeah. the club have obviously bought into that as well. And with everything that's went on the last ten, fifteen years with Derry going part time, and you know being realistic, we being realistic, you know Derry have to do what they're doing now and, and bringing young players through. And yeah. I think we can see now in the last six months or whatever. Um, they are producing players, mm-hmm. but it's great that they're tying them down early to contracts and stuff like that. And yeah, the, the longer that continues, it's 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 going to build and build and build. And I think under Kenny and under Deggy, it didn't help the fact that lads were out of contract at the end of the year every single season. Yeah, so there was a turnover that sort of players. Insecurity of you know you're doing well, and then there's a turnover of players, six seven players every year, and you know you're you're it's 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 a hard it's hard to get started. Do you know what I mean? When you know you're going to lose six or seven of your best players, yeah. And you're, you're trying to tie boys down the contracts, but um, definitely it's, look, everything's going in the right direction now, and it's good to see. Yeah, at a certain point too, I, I feel sorry for Deggy because there was an awful lot of pressure from um, certain elements within the the supporters that were asking for uh, just slurp away there, boys. Don't don't they? <laughs> trying to be trying to be quiet, <laughs> drinking my coffee. I don't need to do that. Um, certain elements were calling for the likes of uh, you know it has to be a, a team that are all from Derry. You know what I mean? There's talent there. Mm-hmm. And fair play, there is talent there. Like the spine of the team, um, they're m- mostly local lads. Nathan Yardside, you know, Kieran Hargan, Ronan Boyce, um, all great players. But there was that added pressure to, or was there that added pressure to look for sort of lads that are from Derry and try and produce these gems? Well, I, I agree. Like, especially with Derry, the successful teams have always had a lot of, not a lot, but they've always had big players from Derry. Mm-hmm. You know, and in my time there, you had the spine of the, the club was pizza. You had Eddie, you had Hargy, you had Gary Beck. I don't know, he's not from Derry, but he's, he's a Derry man, really. More, you know? more, more or less. You yeah. know what I mean? And we had a lot of local lads who knew mm-hmm. what it was like to play for Derry City. And, um, a couple I of cultures as well, like well, McFarren and Murray Higgins. You always have to have a few cultures on there, too. You know <laughs> what I mean? Keep the, keep the flag flying. like. But no, I mean, it's you, you lose that wee bit of identity, don't you, when you're bringing on players from over Scotland and over England or whatever and, and they don't really know what Derry City is all about and mm-hmm. um, especially when they're brought on on one year contracts they, they come in 
they do well and then someone else signs them and they're off again. Um, I can understand why people are saying about bringing on dairy lads who, who um, know what it's like to play for dairy, but at the end of the day, if the players aren't there and if you can't identify players who are ready to play for the first team, then yeah. you've got to look elsewhere. And um, I think the initial time that Dickey took over, they done well, didn't they? Um, and yeah, he obviously, did, yeah. Obviously, things sort of snowballed from there then and, and maybe that was the hangover of the Kenny era where players were coming in and they were going and Deggy, I know Deggy when he first took over, he was, what, how many players did he have signed? Five players or something? Five, so, six about players. that, yeah, five, six players, yeah. So you know what I mean? It, it was a it was a very, very difficult start for Deggy and, and maybe the academy and all wasn't set up as, as well as it is now. Because mm-hmm. um, so there has been big change in the academy as massive, well from massive. Um, the likes of John Quigg and, and Eddie Sedak and Aye. Hugh Hargan no longer being there and Paddy McCourt's now in charge of it and he's brought Aye. on the likes of uh, Donald O'Brien and Neil McCaffrey. Mm. Again, you would have played alongside Neil. Um, like Sean Holmes, I think, is a, might Sean be involved Holmes in some point. Involved as well. Like, uh, so they've got people in the background. And I'm not saying they didn't in the past with Quiggy and Hugh Harkin because they've done great jobs as well. They did. They produced a lot of good players who, who might not have went on to play for the first team, but they've always went on and had a good career in, mm-hmm. in terms of Irish League and stuff like that. So they, they did good work with th- th- their hands tied, I would imagine. Um, maybe they, they, sh- they could have got a lot more players through. But that was depending on how good our team was at the time as well. It was hard for lads to come through. But now yeah. they're relying more on local lads and, and the fact that they're they've got a lot of experience there working with the young lads now, like Paddy, Homer, um, like you said, Donald O'Brien as well. Like so they've got a lot of good ex players who are who are um helping these young boys now get ready for the first team. And the last year now it's great to see the amount of lads and the squad and young lads. Yeah. I read an article recently with Paddy saying that Rory will give people a chance no matter how what age they are. If they're good enough, they'll get a chance. And yep. and that's amazing for young dairy lads they see because they know now from looking at, at games that they're going to get a chance. So if they keep working hard and they keep doing the right things, then Rory will throw them in. And that's what they need to see. And we, the, the fans can relate to that as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We've seen that with uh, the likes of Ronan Boyce being thrown in. Um, essentially, the deep end, they, they cover. Uh, uh, I know uh, Deggy was the one to do that, but... Then you had the likes of M. McLaughlin uh, coming on the team, and now he's, he's a solid. Mm. Um, really really impressed with him, to be fair, the two of them, him and Boyce. And they, they've been, anytime I've seen them, they've done really, really well. And yeah. I, I go back to Jack Malone as well. Like he's, Jack Malone, yeah. he, he's done well as well. You know what I mean? I know he's not played as much maybe this year as he would like, but it's it's brilliant to see them young boys coming through. And yeah. if they can stick at it, they will get chances. The very fact that uh, one of the first games that I've seen Jack Malone playing on. Or one of the first games that he did play in was uh, the the final, League Cup final that we lost against Dundalk. But that man stepped up, mm. boy. Sorry, that boy stepped up and took a penalty. Real pressure. Yeah. Pre- he, he missed it. Like, but at the end of the day, I'll, I'll never not have respect mm. for him Back for then, for uh, putting himself in that position. And and to be fair, Dundalk at that time were one of the best teams, if not the best team about. You know what I mean? So, um, especially at home, it's a lot of pressure on a young lad coming in. But fair play to him. You know, um, it, like you said, it takes a lot of. A lot of a balls basically to stand up and take a penalty, um, and fair play to him. And that and missing that as well, do you know what I mean? That that experience, yeah, will be massive for him in the years to come. And the next time he goes up, he'll know that feeling and know the pressure he'll be under. So mm-hmm. it it will uh it will help him in the future. Uh, so who in your opinion this season so far has been the standout? I haven't watched all the games, um, but I've been very very impressed with McJanet at the back. Um, he's been solid uh, and. I've always been a big fan of Owen Toll as well. Um, Thompson been really good in the games that I've watched as well. But I remember years ago watching me Jackie and thinking he, he would be yeah. he would be brilliant at Derry. 
And I remember saying to people, and they were like, no, he's not really suited for there. He's not physical enough. It's that, that same but. sort of thing as, I know I'm comparing, um, Kieran Harkin, the, probably the greatest player they've ever played the game, George Best, too small and too light. Because mm, I remember Jesus watching him player. and like the Pat Harkin and, and the likes and the under-19 teams that would have played out in the, the showgrounds. Mm. Um, and, and being like, Jesus, who is this guy? He's right. only a wee small lad, but he's he's ready to stick in them. Technically brilliant. I remember mm-hmm. playing against uh playing for Cruz against the Institute. Deirdre was the manager. Deirdre and Patty, I think, were the managers and Jaggy played and that's that was one of the times when I thought, you know what, I can't keep up with these boys anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Jaggy absolutely ran the show up on Seaview. Um he was absolutely amazing and I always says Derry should sign him. He's yeah. made for Derry and since he's came under Derry, I know he had a, maybe a wee dip in form there. Um, under Deggy, but since he's since Ruiz took over again, I think he's reignited him, and he's he's got that wee bit of confidence again. And I've always been a big fan of his. Yeah, no, he he has been uh, superb, and he, he would be my pick for uh, player of the, the year. To be mm-hmm. quite perfectly honest, like, but I don't think we'll be doing sort of award ceremonies like that. Um, it, it would cost us too much to, to well, that's okay. know, pay for trophies, but we can't be doing that. Keep them um, money. So obviously, former midfield teammate, now the manager. Yeah. And it's turned out the uh, the fortunes around. Now we spoke just before we came on the the, the air about about your coaching career, not your career in the metro. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was better to be fair. <laughs> Is it something that you've ever been you know really interested in senior management or no, 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 never for me. Um, I always try to get involved and try to push myself. The they get in the way of thinking of coaching and being a manager, but um, realistically, no, it was never something I thought that I was would be able to cut my teeth at. Um, if you compare myself and Rory and Kevin Deary, those lads were always miles ahead of me in terms of how they viewed a football match. Now, I'm not saying I don't know anything about football or anything like that, but right. Rory and Kevin, I remember having conversations when we were like 20, 21 and stuff, and some of the stuff they were saying, I'd be like, Fucking hell, I'm not even thinking that. That was only five, six years ago, 2000. Well, well, this is it. But no, in in, in seriousness, like they they always made me realize that I'm not in that kind of level, you know what I mean? But it's not something I've ever really wanted to get involved in. Now, I coach my wee boys team and that now, and it's Mm -hmm. obviously it's less pressure and that, but I really enjoy the coaching side of it and and trying to help the wee boys get a bit of confidence and things like that. But being a senior manager, no, I I could think of nothing worse, to be honest. Well, would you be interested in sort of junior management then? Because I know that's that's what Deggy was doing before he, he mm. stepped back into the breach again. I, like, I, I like working with young lads, you know what I mean? I like working with the, the, the wee team that I work with and stuff like that. And it's great when you see something that you're working on and training, coming mm. the, you know, come working then and the match day and stuff like that. But if I was ever to get involved properly in football, it would be for the youth, but never, never, ever senior. Uh, I don't think okay. I'll be up to that now, unless he wants to give me a shout. Rory, you know my number. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's obviously because Rory Higgins dedicates his, his whole listening experience to the Skin Hill podcast. Well, he has a big listener course. here, you know what I mean? So, Rory, <laughs> you know where I am, big man. I don't know if he is, but I, I know he's, he's brother Paggy, isn't he? He's, he's got Paggy, a question for you later Paggy. on. <laughs> you better be nice, Paggy. Uh, aye, he was complimentary, sure. We'll, we'll go I with that. I believe that. Uh, so, would I be right in saying you started your career with Trojans? Yeah. No, uh, that's not true. <gasps> um, Brando Herbs. Brandywell Harps. Was okay. Brandywell Harps under Charlie Dory, Charlie Wang, uh, for two years. Under Charlie 10s, Wang. under 11s. He was the the first one to give me a chance. And then the team sort of fell away and fell apart. So then I went to Trojans then and 
Um, unbelievable. No, no, some some things it. never change throughout <laughs> your career, but has he? <laughs> no, I, I had brilliant, brilliant people involved in football uh, with Charlie Wang first and then Raymond Curtin, two absolute legends. And um, I never, ever would have done anything in football if I hadn't been for those two. Yeah, I'll, I'll not lie and say that I, I did look this up whenever I was doing a bit of research for the questions. And uh, you know, I think it was a, a Dairy Journal interview he gave you were saying about Raymond Curtin. That was the name that, yeah. that sort of stuck out there. But um, you ended up signing with, with Derby County. Yeah. Who was the driving force behind that move? Uh, a scout called Ewell Myers from Corain. He okay. was a scout for Leeds at the time as well. Um, and he brought me to Leeds. And at the time when I was coming to sign, Leeds wanted to sign me and Derby wanted to sign me. But I just felt better at Derby. And there was two Derry lads there at the time as well, Jared Doherty of course. and Brendan Cannon, who were both there as both lads. I was, I grew up playing football with, more so Brendy. But um, they were already at Derby, so I felt more at home there. And um, So Ewell Myers was the 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 scout who got me over there and he he was uh he, as I say he moved from Leeds to, to Derby at the time but uh, as soon as I went to Derby I wanted to sign there you wanted to sign with Derby as soon mm -hmm. as you, well, fair enough okay fair enough your experience at Derby okay so obviously you weren't at, at Derby for the entirety of your career um would you change anything about it um it's it's always hard to look back and something that you see is uh didn't work out the way you wanted it to and, and not have any Thing they would change, you know. Um, I would say uh, being a bit more confident in my own ability. Mm -hmm. I went over there as a striker. Uh, believe it or not, I was a, when I was younger. I was a, I was a goal scoring forward. Um, I think machine was the 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 adjective used before we came on air. Well, goal machine would I, I don't <laughs> want to say it like, but I, believe it or not, I was a goal scoring centre forward when I went away to England and stuff, and um, I just sort of progressed further back and back. We signed a few good centre forwards who were better than me at the time so they put me in the midfield mm -hmm. talked it straight away loved it and loved all the, the the hard work involved and stuff like that so I ended up becoming a defensive midfielder defender when I was there done really really well youth team was captain of the youth team captain of the 19s captain of the reserves getting involved with the first team mm -hmm. under John Gregory who was he was bringing me the, the most of the squads I was always travelling with the first team back then I was only 16 in the squad and then you had two yeah. Lads who would travel just in case someone pulled out, and I was always like the 17th, 18th man at the time. And he lost his job, um, and then George Burley came in, and he just took a dislike to me for some reason. We as soon as he came in, we had a 11 v 11, all the first team and reserves all together, and we our team, my team won, and I scored two. I had a really good game. I thought happy days is a good start for me. I might yeah. get a chance, and for whatever reason, he just didn't. Didn't take a liking to me in that. Um, but I would always look back and go, I probably could have done more in terms of being more confident in my ability and mm -hmm. and sort of just, just having that wee bit of belief. I was a very um I was very shy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Especially in, in a different country and that I was very shy and sort of held back a wee bit and maybe give people too much respect. And I think if I had went back and had a bit more arrogance or a bit more sort of self belief, I might have had a better chance. But um, it was a great experience, anyway. Yeah, I can honestly say, I, I, until this moment, I didn't actually know that that's you were that high up, sort of the the mm. the, the the chain, shall we say? I was like, I was, it was, it was quite a quick, you know. I went from being the 19s captain to going straight into reserves, and I ended up being their captain as well. And mm -hmm. I was playing centre half most of the time. I was doing really, really well. There was talk of uh, Spurs and that were looking at me at the time. Um, a few clubs who were looking to sign me and stuff, and. Obviously, I didn't know that at the time, but I was doing. I probably didn't realize how well I was doing. Um, but I was playing more centre half at that stage, and I was doing really, really well. And then, um, 
as I say, Gregory was looking, they put me in the squad and stuff, and he, he there was a few times he was coming up to me and apologising because he couldn't get me involved, and yeah, and that, and I thought, happy days, you know, I'm going in the right direction, and then, as I say, for whatever reason, Burley came in and just never took a liking to me or whatever, and maybe he just thought he's not good enough or whatever, fair enough, like, but it just left a bit of a sour, sour, sour taste, taste in my yeah. mouth, you know what I mean, because I, I think there was a few clubs interested in me at the time, they take me on loan and that, and he withheld the information from me, and didn't tell me right. about it until I left to go to Drogheda. Jesus, and what I a ball back. Well, that's it. I just thought, there's no, no, I was only a young lad. I was 19 away from home and I thought, surely he should be pushing lads to go and get opportunities and, and try and do as well as they could. And a few good clubs as well, I heard, were after me and, and they were phoning, not an agent because I didn't have one, but an agent who knew me and saying, why hasn't he came to us? Why hasn't mm-hmm. he? We, we got the opportunity to sign him. But I only found this out like three weeks after it went to Drogheda. So that sort of, Left a bad taste in my mouth, but uh, yeah. overall it was an amazing, amazing experience. Loved everything about Derby and the place. And uh, I just we can really tell you're, you're you're back in Derby now, too, aren't you? No, no. Oh well, I'm. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I love there now. I obviously love there now. But that's you know with my kids and stuff like that. But no, I've always loved it, and I was sad leaving the place. But mm-hmm. I, I just sort of I thought you know what I'm just going to keep going. I'm not going to let my head get down, and I went straight into the League of Ireland football, and it was great. So you were happy enough at the age you went over because like. Nowadays, there is that sort of among fans anyway. There's that thought process that oh, he's, he's too young to be going over. He's mm. you know he hasn't built himself up. If he gets a couple of years under his belt, that sort of like um, say for example, English teams would have sent like a junior will get a Azakwe uh, here on loan mm. to try and bulk him up a bit. Yeah. Obviously, it hasn't worked out from that way. But um, you you were happy enough to to go over at the age he did, and you you felt you. I at you the time, obviously, well. I was. I was going on trials and going over to England and Scotland from the age of 10. My first trial was under 10s. Went the, the scout came up from Man United. Says, do you want to take us over? From 10, I was going over every couple of weekends to different clubs and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was kind of used to it then. And, and for three or four years, I was going over and back to clubs, going over and back, doing well, getting a bit of interest and stuff like that. And um, I sort of knew then, obviously, I'm not a bad footballer. You know, I, I might have something here to work on. And... I kind of got it on my head, right, I'm going to be a footballer. And I avoided all the things like alcohol and stuff like that. I'm probably one of the only people I know in my friend group who never broke their pledge and things like that. Didn't touch right. a drink until I was 18. And because I was always driven to do well for football. And, yeah. Um. So as soon as I got the opportunity to leave, I thought, yep, happy days, I'm, I'm away. I can't wait to go. I can't wait to get started. And um, It didn't really click until I landed in Derby. When I landed in Derby, um, I was like, right, I'm away from home now. And I got home six straight away. I was like, this is tough. Mm-hmm. I got sick at the same week I landed over there. And I thought, oh, Jesus, this, this is nothing worse than being homesick and sick away from home. Well, that's it. I just thought, you know what, this is harder than what I thought. But I just got on with it. And if I could go back now, obviously, I would I would say it would be a better option. Unless you're a special player. like, But it would be a better option to cut your teeth at League of Ireland level. Mm-hmm. Like you say, become a man and then go over then. But... N- there's not many kids who can and turn down an opportunity to go to England and, and yeah. try and, you know, break on their first team on the Premier League level, which Derby were at the time. Because yeah, obviously um, the opposite sort of thing happened for the likes of some of the greatest players I've ever seen play in the League of Ireland. Like, and they played for Derry too. Paddy McCourt, mm-hmm. uh, for example. Uh, Patrick McElhinney. Two Chantal men, no coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, they went over at an early enough age. Obviously, Paddy went to Rochdale mm-hmm. and Fats went to... Sunderland, I think it was, Sunderland. and you know it, it just didn't work out for them. They ended up coming home and had mm-hmm. um, long enough 
well, Fats is obviously he's coming back to us, but uh, Paddy had a long enough career in, in the League of Ireland before um, he, he went back to Celtic. It is. It's very, very difficult. You know what I mean? You're 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 literally taken from your home, taken away from your mates, your your parents, your your brothers and sisters, and you're going right. They put you in the house. You mm-hmm. know, and and it's not like nowadays. Nowadays, everything's set up for you. Back then, it was right. There you go. You're in the digs. Right. We'll see you Monday for training. There's nothing else to do. So you're sitting in the house and you're you're phoning your mates back home and they're out with their buddies and stuff like that and you're missing out and all that and it, it, you have to make a lot of sacrifices and it's very, very difficult for a young lad to just to go in and live with a family you don't know and stuff like that. And um, So, you know, Paddy Michael and he came back, Paddy McCourt came back, like you say, and, and then they progressed their career then after that, after playing two or three years in the League of Ireland. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would, if I was giving advice to anyone now, it would be, there's no rush. You yeah. know, we look at James McQueen. James McQueen was a, a late bloomer. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't, point, yeah. as far as I know, he wasn't like, you know, going on too many trials when he was a young lad, but it was more so when he had 17, 18, he broke into Derry's team. And, and then look at the career he's had now. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So there's a, there's a lot of good footballers who have came out of the League of Ireland recently in the last 10, 15 years who have went on. You know, you look at the match on Wednesday night, Tuesday night against... Uh, Portugal oh, and Azerbaijan. Portugal and Azerbaijan and, and, and that, you know, all the Serbia. Lot, lot, Serbia was the Serbia. Team, yeah. A lot of League of Ireland players who started here. Yeah. And look at them now, they're international. So mm-hmm. there is that pathway, and, and it's great to see. And, that, and that'll happen more and more now, I, I would believe. Yeah, well, I remember there was a, a publicity photo taken. Uh, and this is off the back. Now, Giovanni Trapattoni, right, uh, yeah. 2012, has, I think he, he said that there was no league <laughs> in Ireland. And you'd all There's uh, a bit of a kick in the balls for a, a League of Ireland fan. Um, but it, there's no real, there isn't enough interest in the League of Ireland. There's too many lads running about the the towns up and down the country wearing the likes of of Liverpool jerseys, Man United jerseys, Celtic jerseys, and not power to them and stuff. But at the same time, what's what's the problem with supporting your own? Because there was those lads that went off to uh, France in 2016. Mm. I think there was eleven of them, that had all Ireland, first teamers yeah. that have played in the, the League of Ireland. Well, that's it. That you shows know. you that there there is quality and there's a quality product, and it's getting better. You know. If these lads are coming and, and leaving Sherman Grove, leaving there and then going the Premiership clubs, going the Championship clubs, you know, it shows you that there's good, good talent here. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And um, uh, as again, I go back to Paddy's article there during the week about younger coaches. There's younger coaches involved now, like Rory and Stephen Bradley and Stephen O'Donnell and stuff like that. And you know, the the product is getting better and better, and these boys are going to be developing young players. Yeah, young players who can who can play for two or three years, and then you'll see the interest and and. It's it's hard to, to break that mould of going, right, well, how do you get people who are Liverpool fans, United fans, Celtic fans to come through the gates and watch their own? But, you know, hopefully that'll come in the next couple of years. You know, it's a better product. Stadiums yeah. are getting better and stuff like that. So um, hopefully, you know, there's going to be more interest and more people getting behind their local clubs. I just like to ask what stadiums are getting better. Cause well, Darius has got better, isn't it? Darius Der- has, has got better. Darius has got better. unbelievable. Cork Stadium's unbelievable. And Shakur. Always a good stadium to play in. It might not be the best, but it, you know, for, for a way, for, I'm, I'm speaking from uh, a fan's perspective. From like, a fan's perspective, well, they might be great p- pitches and stuff mm-hmm. to play on, great services to play on. But as for a, a, a fan's view, like they're they're absolutely atrocious. And you know, trying to get your Pots your bus down there, Pats is terrible. Um, Tal, we've had nothing but hassle. Pats, we've had nothing but hassle. Bogues, tight wee place to get on. They Dalymount Park is mm-hmm. a tight wee place to get on. They, and then you know, the fans are sound with with Bogues. We have a, a decent enough relationship with them. Um, but the view from that Des Kelly stand behind the net was terrible. Uh, Drada, a, a team that we're we're going to talk about now, that had to be one of the worst. Right. Well, well, that's, that's what I mean. Like you know, 
maybe maybe that's what it'll take for these yeah. grounds and we, all. We are getting there. But it goes back to money. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It goes back to you know, fifteen years ago or, or whenever when I was there, the money people were all full time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Getting good good pay and yeah. and Drogheda had plans for a new stadium. Clubs had all these crazy plans for a new stadiums. Derry was the same. Van Harps are waiting on their new stadium. You know, obviously it's nice to go and as a fan's perspective, they go and, and watch a, a fo- game of football in a nice yeah. stadium, nice stand and stuff like that. And I agree with you, there's some some facilities aren't great and it's maybe, I don't know what, because I've never really been in a, the way supporter especially. Yeah. But, you know, once all that clicks on the gear, you know, mm-hmm. when Harps get their stadium and, 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 and things like that, you know, it'll be a, it'll be more attractive. Yeah. They, they attract new sets of fans, a new era of fans and, and such like that. So, it, it, it's not going to happen overnight. No. But hopefully, hopefully we have a bit of investment and, and the fact that Stephen Kenny's now involved with Ireland, he knows what it's like to, to be a League of Ireland player and stuff like that. And yeah. he will promote the league because he knows there is players there rather than Trapp Tony who just dismissed it. So and as they start as they start from the FAA down, do you yeah. know what I mean? There's no point the FAA saying, you know, just wiping the floor away the League of Ireland and then the League of Ireland saying, Well, come on, we need help. They, mm-hmm. they, they, uh, they, the two of them have to be on the same page for, for the, the game in Ireland. They blossom and hopefully that'll happen. Unfortunately, it just doesn't seem to be to be happening. Although you know the players that be there in, in place now, the likes of, of Stephen Kenny, who obviously uh, first played his trade with Longford, uh, Bowes, he's gone through the league mm-hmm. uh, and he's been very had a very illustrious and successful career here. Um, it's more frustrating that the managerial team before him, not so much McCarthy, more O'Neill and Keane, Keane, who were very fully aware that there was a league in Ireland. Both of them had played mm-hmm. in that league of Ireland. Obviously, Keane with Cove Ramblers. Martin O'Neill played for Derry City. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, he he was born in Derry. He he played for Lisbon or Belfast Distillery as they were then. Um, he played against Derry City. He he knows that there's. Yeah, he does. He, he does. He you know, know what he I mean? Knows the club and uh, it is just frustrating on that. And maybe it goes back to their whole mentality where they're, they're trying to get pick the best players. You're playing in the best league, and it's disappointing. Like you know, and there are probably players who could have got involved in the, in the mm-hmm. international setup. But as I say, hopefully the right man. You know, Stephen's the right man in place, and hopefully you know. He get, he's going to get the time to, to implement this plan because we all know what Stephen Kenny's about and it's frustrating for me. People say, well, the results aren't great in that, but you've got to give the man time. He's got yeah. a vision. He's got a vision for three, four years' time. It's not It's not going to happen overnight. He's got. Mm-hmm. To, he's trying to make big changes to the way we play football and you can see it. I know it's not in the results, but you can see it in the, in the performances and proper football people will appreciate that. But will he get the time? We don't know. Hopefully he does. And if he does... And he's he's there for a long period. Then I hope that it filters down to the League of Ireland as well, and there's that backing. Yeah. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about more about Stephen Kenny a bit later on, uh, and your experiences personally with him. Um, <laughs> I see a smile on your face here, but I wonder why. Um, but anywho, that's that's anywho number one. There's an anywho count here because I said an awful lot apparently. First of many. <laughs> they get back on track here. <laughs> when you sign for Drogheda. Uh, was there any interest in coming back to Derry from yourself and the club, or what was the reasoning for signing for Jahada? Um Well, originally it was towards the end of my Derby County career, so um, there was a Jahada scout or coach came over to watch one of the reserve games, and after the match he, he met me outside the, the the ground and just says, "Listen, I want to take you on loan for three months towards the end of I think it was end of two thousand and three. I think it was a 2003 season or maybe yeah. the year before. Um, so I thought, right, first team football, go and mm-hmm. experience it. Um, I went for three months, helped them stay in the, in the division, done really well. 
Paul Dillon was just <clears throat> he just got the the job there. He liked me as a player. Um, helped him stay up. Done really really well. Uh, didn't have any any or interest from any other League of Ireland clubs at the time that I knew of. And then I went back to Derby at the end of that year. Obviously, I was going back thinking, right, happy days. I'll try and push my way yeah, into the first team. Got a experience. You know what I mean. Uh, went back early, cancelled Christmas and holidays. Went back, worked for a month without being able to play a match. Thought, right, I'm going to really give it a go here and try and push my way into Burley's thinking. And as I says earlier, um, obviously that was never going to happen. That was never yeah. part of his plan. So, um. I knew Drogheda wanted to sign me permanently there, but I was thinking, right now, I want to, I want to cut my teeth in England. I want to right. go back to Derby and try and force my way in, or, or go somewhere in, in England. And um, as I says, we barely sort of just dismissed he, it. He just dismissed it and didn't yeah. tell me about the opportunities that I had in England. Um, Bournemouth were one of the clubs who I thought would have been a brilliant move for me at the time and stuff like Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so my thinking was that my only option was to go to, to Drogheda. So I was. Delighted they signed for him because of how the, the previous season went and mm-hmm. Paul Doom was the manager. He was very, very professional. Um, wanted he had all these plans. They yeah. go full time and stuff. And I thought, right, you know what? I love the club, love the the town, everything about it just suited me. And I thought, right, I'll go back and I'll I'll give it a year, give it two years and and see where I go from there. Yeah. Uh, obviously Paul Doom, uh, a great of the, the eighty nine team, but mm. the only team to have won the treble and uh, right. you know, we're we're still kinda of proud of that. Of course. Um but if, if there was another mm. man that I wanted to manage Derry, uh, especially around the time that Kenny left the first time, mm. uh, not better about it, I promise, um, or the likes of before Roddy Collins and, and Pizza came in, it would have been Paul Doolan because I think he was, he was a, at that same time, he was he was a free agent, so mm. I didn't see where we were going for it. But he's a great man uh, They have about, uh, a great manager, and he's I think he's uh, an international, or he was an international coach at, at youth level as he well. Was, I think he was 21s, wasn't he? At, uh, at a stage area, I think he was yeah. working twenty ones or nineteens at one stage. I but I think it might have been nineteens because Kenzo was doing the the twenty ones. Yeah. Well, he, like it's, like you say, he was he done really really well. And as soon as he went on the the draw from UCD, he was it's just the professionalism lifted straight away at the club. He wanted he wanted to get a proper training ground. You know, he wanted everyone to be full time. He wanted yeah. to do everything right. And obviously, the years that followed, they won the league, they won the Santander Cup, they won the FA Cup. For Drogheda was unbelievable. Yeah. So, it, looking back, maybe it would have been the right, you know, the right appointment trying to get him to Derry. But would he have left what what he had at Drogheda at the time? I don't know. But um, I always enjoyed working under him. Um, very very demanding manager, but um, he knew everything about League of Ireland football. Yeah. He, he'd been there. He'd done it. He was one of the most decorated players in the League of Ireland history, and we all know what he done for Derry City as well. And um, he, he, I think he he openly told me that he seen stuff that I had done. That he used to do himself. He used to mm-hmm. see things that in himself or me that I seen in himself, and I think that's why we got on so well that first season at uh, at Drogheda. And um, it would have been interesting to see if Hera took over there. Yeah. Well, God only knows what the, mm. the future holds. You know. Uh, of course, we've we've got Rory Higgins, and um, he's the f- the first man that has said, "I'm going to win the league with Derry," or "I want to win the league with Derry." That I actually believe mm. since Stephen Kenny. I know uh, Deggy might have said it, and um. We never really did come, you know, that close no. to it. We 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 broke the top three a couple of times. Um, Roddy Collins spoofer, absolute spoofer. Uh, we'll talk about more about him. <laughs> we got later on as well. I I never liked the man from uh, back when he was. I think he made some derogatory comments about the the club whenever he was managing uh, Monaghan. 
the time we were both in the first division. Right. And uh, I, I never really took them after that. Um, Pizza, a club legend. Didn't want to see his, his reputation tarnished, but that was the way it was, it was going. And, you know, he sort of did take the, the, the right uh, choice to, to step back in. Kenny Shields was, it started off well. Mm. We'll, we'll just say it started off well. Um, but to get back to you, was it anything <laughs> other than represent your hometown club that drove you back to Derry? Or was that just a bonus? Playing a semi-final of a cup with Drogheda against Longford. And I had people phoning me after the match. I think I got man of match. We drew in on the first in the first game. And I had phone, people phoning me down saying, Kenny wants to sign you at Derry. Kenny wants to sign you at Derry. And I was like, well, I haven't heard nothing. Mm-hmm. Just concentrating on Drogheda. And, that, and that's all I was thinking. And then there was something in the journal about it. Kenny impressed me, Malloy at at Drogheda or whatever and I thought right well maybe there's something in it I don't know but um, I had still had a year left at Drogheda and then Stephen I got I got speaking to Stephen at Drogheda gave me permission to speak to him obviously coming back to there I was always a pull anyway but mm-hmm. um, when I started speaking to Stephen I thought I can't turn this down you know what I mean I, I just knew straight away when I started speaking to him he was he was uh, ambitious and yeah, he, he, could, he was telling me stuff about when I played for Drogheda against his Bohemians team at the time and yeah. he told me they tried to sign me there for Bohemians which I didn't know um, so he had obviously followed my career and was impressed with, with games I played against him years before that so as soon as I as soon as I met him I thought I, I like this man here he's, he's screwed on and, um, was he screwed on though? <clears throat> no he was he, he's, the man's a football genius you know Yeah, absolutely amazing manager and man management skills is second to none and as I say the poll was always there for me and Derry regardless it never happened previously or anything like that before and not for whatever reason but um, Stephen obviously had me in his plans and, and he, he as I say as soon as he start, started speaking to me I thought I love Drahara but Derry's my home I want to go yeah. and play for Derry and little did I know what was going to happen at Derry over the next couple of years and what yeah. Stephen was about to begin and, considering uh, where we had come from like oh, gee, on the brink of that, that Liam Coyle uh, penalty that, that kept us up right. well, in, that, in the playoff in 2003 from Kennedy coming in 2004 I think it was and Incredible. then completely changed the, the, the fortunes of the mm. club well, that's for the it, better then. and even even before he went to Derry I always felt and a few people I knew around the League of Ireland at the time thought he was harshly treated by Bowes they got rid of him too early yeah because um, he had just won the league with him he won the, I think the league the year before or something like that and then he finished second the year after I'm not too sure but it worked out well for Derry and, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that he went to Derry I thought that's a great appointment there you know and he kept the likes of Deggie and all involved and I knew Deggie from youth football and that and yeah. had Deggie on the phone then and Deirdre on the phone and I thought you know what I have to go home and it was a tough decision to leave Drogheda but as soon as I knew Derry were interested I was always going to go yeah no, that's, that's fair that's fair mm-hmm. so it's uh, it's been well documented that uh, Kenzo was a wee bit eccentric shall we say good word good word <laughs> <laughs> What were your initial thoughts when he showed his eccentric side for the first time? Oh, it was actually when he was trying to sign me on the phone. Right. He was chatting away and then the line would go blank. And you're like, I think his reception's gone here. And I was like, hello, Stephen. Yeah. You still there? Stephen. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Very, not, how, are you, how are you? You're not the first person that Dave says that to me. So, I've, I've heard a couple of yeah, stories. And that was the first thing I thought, oh, there's reception shade there. He's just <laughs> thinking about everything, you know what I mean? But um, I sort of wrote that off and then I met him then and his mannerisms and that was quite funny. But I absolutely love the man, you know, just what he done for me at Derry was unbelievable. But he, he's, a, he's a character. 
he's yeah, definitely I, a character, <laughs> you know, football genius, but a character or, or sort of away from football as well. I, a character, all right. I've, <laughs> I remember, I think it was the 2012 Cup final. A uh, lot of boys were running around doing a, an impression of a certain a certain ex-manager. I uh, wouldn't know who it was. Or... I couldn't tell you who it was now. It's... <laughs> couldn't confirm. Hey, fuck off! <laughs> I actually done a video on that that one that went on the YouTube. Yeah, the, I remember the, the Harlem shake. shaking. Yeah, and the funny thing about it was, Higgsy thought it was him I was slagging. <laughs> I was like, what the, fuck, what the fuck are you doing slagging me off? And I said, that's, that was Kenzo. Wasn't you, Stephen Kenny? The high pitch voice. The high, yeah, high uh, pitch voice. Uh, Higgsy nearly battered me for it, but yeah, listen, <laughs> that's, relax. That's, that's a man you wouldn't want to get on the wrong side. No, of. definitely not. Definitely not. Heard but, a few uh, stories about that man too. Oh, the man's a legend. I, again, I love Higgsy, and that that team we had. Under Stephen, we Higgsy and Dickey was perfect, so so good. Everyone was different in their own way, but just complemented each other so well. Yeah, um, so surely Stephen Kenny's he's he's the best you've worked under. He has to be. Oh, unbelievable! Honestly, God, it's it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to describe the impact they had on the players. And when you're doing interviews, you always say the same thing about him as man management skills. But he just knew exactly how to make every single player tick. Mm-hmm. He'd be going around the dressing room, he'd be saying to Farnsville, "Listen, Farnsville, you are." the diamond in the rough in this team. You are you know what's gonna make us yeah. the top team. He says, just give Farns with a belief and Farns was gonna pay for you all, you know what I mean? No no one he was gonna score. Mm-hmm. That confidence. And then he'd be coming over to me and just he would complimenting everyone, then he'd be coming over to me saying, just you cover every blade of grass. Because he knew that's all I needed. But yeah. he he'd either kick people up by arse or he could put an arm around their shoulders. He just knew how to get the best out of out of players. And I think in fairness when you look back at that that two seasons we had under Stephen, that's when I probably played my best football. Mm-hmm. Farnsell played his best football. Kevin Deary, you know, the name, the dust goes on and on. Everyone played 15, 20% better when Stephen was a manager. And that's no yeah. disrespect to other managers because they just didn't know how we ticked. And Stephen knew exactly how we all ticked and he paid off big time. Yeah. Do you think that was part of Dickey's success then because he worked so closely with, with Stephen? Like the first time around, obviously. Oh, I, I mean, he. he he, he had Higgsy as well with him as well, so we yeah, had that, another, that bit of hand. Breed, yeah. Um, but that season under Deggy as well, I uh, you know I have so much time for Deggy. I loved him as a as a coach since the youth, and what he done for me in that two thousand and twelve season off the pitch as well was, um, you know I can't state how much I appreciate what he done for me, you know that that year as well. And Stephen Kenny's my my best manager I've ever played under, but Deggy would be up there with Stephen as my favorite because of what he done for me off the pitch as well. And mm-hmm. And Deggy knows that himself, and and but I can never state how much, uh, you know, I appreciate all what he done for me that year as well, and that was a great season. And um, we were so unlucky. We should have Cruz won't beat us in the Santa. No, no, we horrific. didn't. We didn't show up on the yeah. day, and Cruz does. I, d- I don't think it was a case we we didn't show up on the day. Jared Doherty was assaulted well, twice on, that, on his line. You know as mean? well, but we it doesn't we help. We didn't that. play. We didn't play their their yeah. maximum and. Crews deserved to beat us because they were better than us on the day, but maybe we even done that with a wrong um, mentality, thinking that we yeah. were going to win. I'm obviously, but, I'm obviously biased and haven't watched the game on the terraces. I didn't see Cruises is that good, and when we well, went, I think they, we were two 0 up. No, I don't think we were. I think it was was one 0 and then one each, and then one each, and then yeah. two up, and then well, when we went, uh, I think it was when we went two one up. It was like we, we play better uh, than these ones, and you know mm. that goal that. that Colin Coates scored there both of theirs I see to be honest with you I can't even remember but I remember everyone going on about it after the match saying it was a foul it was a foul it was a foul but 
I don't think it was a foul. I think it was a GBH. Well, to be honest, I think it was just because it was IFA referees refereeing an IFA team against. Obviously, talk about it all day. Like, yeah, the history of of Derry City Two is is sort of long standing. We were robbed that day. Well, I don't think we've done ourselves any favors anyway. Like you know what I mean. Like we 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 should have been better than what we were, and I think maybe we maybe we took the foot off the pedal a wee bit and disrespected Crusaders. I don't know. I just but that season we 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 should have won two cups. We won. We won obviously the FA Cup, which I've always said was my biggest achievement as a player. You know, my favourite memory as a player because of the fact that the two kids with me on, on the pitch mm-hmm. in the Viva and stuff like that. But looking back, it's that's the big regret is not being able to say we were all Ireland champions. And it's just disappointing because I think we could have done better. And it's, you know what? Again, speaking from a fan's perspective, we were so close in 2005 to one in the league and then even closer in 2006. Mm-hmm. They emulating the, the 89 oh. team. Incredible. You know, we've nearly won on the treble. Mm. Uh, obviously, Shelburne pipped us on the day um, on goal difference. That was arguably the worst moment I've ever had as a Derry City supporter. Just, it was mad because it was the last game of the season and it was just, you were coming off going, fucking hell, you know. Just everyone was so deflated and yeah, obviously, we were so close to making history. Well, obviously, we had the league, the, the cup to come after that, but yeah, you know the league was the big one, and the fact that we lost it the last day the year before, and we came so close was. Yeah, it's the big one. Everyone wants to win a league title, you know what I mean? And they won it with Derry would have been unbelievable, but just wasn't to be. And just the way they, we lost it, Jesus, you know the games yeah. we could have won at home and stuff, and the chances we missed. But even even with even with not winning the league, it was still an unbelievable year and an unbelievable two years under Stephen. And but it's just it's hard. We mm-hmm. should have won a league. Well, two thousand and five. Obviously, seen one of the greatest goals that was ever scored uh, in the Brandywell Stadium. Uh, <laughs> talk us three out one, Vaz. It was which a one? 70 which or one? 80 yarder, was it? Which one are you on about? Uh, I wonder. Well, um, be fair, I think only scored two that year. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, Paddy Cannon, actually asked this on our, our Facebook page. Right. Uh, firstly, he said, Ask him about having Dr. Joe McAvoy's shirt on under his dairy shirt. <laughs> right? And uh, he's testimonial, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> I am shocked. Two uh, absolute hellions that uh, played for our club. Um, and get him to own up about the goal against Cork that was indeed a cross gone horribly wrong. Yeah, we'll talk about the first one first. Right, okay. Um, Joe McAvoy's shirt. Joe McAvoy is an absolute legend. Yeah, um, for, for those of you who don't know, because we have a, a yeah, bit of a Joe, younger Joe, fan base. Joe McAvoy was a club doctor. I think he, is, he, is he still? No, I don't think he's still involved. involved well, Joe was a club doctor at the time, and any time there was a social event, or a drink after a cup final or anything like that. Joe was the main man. Joe was the entertainment and yeah. just an absolute gentleman. And uh, one of the cup finals, he was wearing this, I think it was like a black and pink shirt or something like that. Joe, I, my, my memories of Dr. Joe were always the eccentric shirt. Because right? he never, right. like, he never didn't wear. Uh, it was always, <laughs> whoa, whoa, Joe, what are you wearing? I remember him driving out of the old, I say the old Brandywell, but do you remember the way the changing rooms were, the uh, Brandywell and the cars were driving past? I remember him driving down in a money uh, with a orange, top down. orange money. Uh, and this Hawaiian shirt on oh, it like man. half nine at night in the middle of winter man's a legend uh, so we had these he's, he's always wearing these shirts anyway, and I think he wore one at the cup final and I said to Joe I want to wear that it was like Hargy's testimony it was two days later or something and I says I want to wear that and he says, that was 2006 bar. and we played Donegal Celtic or was no it was like uh, I was Glenn Gary Torn, Beckett's. Was it? I was Gary Beckett's. Well, right. I think yeah. that's when it was, and I ended up scoring in that match. Anyway, I took my jersey off and I had Joe's shirt on. <laughs> People were thinking, what's wrong with that wee boy? Like, what's, what's going through his head? But there was a story to it, anyway, and Joe was the inspiration behind it. And uh, So there you go, Paddy. Great shirt, great memories. Thank you, Joe, and hope you got the shirt back. Um, more, importantly, more importantly, the goal, Paddy, come on. 
course I meant it. <laughs> Obviously, I'd done an interview afterwards and it was on TV and they asked the same question, did you mean it? And I sort of joked about it, but what what else was I trying to do? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I would, it wouldn't have been across the way I had it. And I just thought, I was having a decent game. I think it was one of the first games that I, that I got under the team after being out for so long and I knew we were playing. We played Cork, who were unbelievable that year. And I was having a great game, mm-hmm. you know, without signing by Kedith. I knew you know yourself when you're playing well and yeah. Um I just the ball fell to me perfectly, controlled it and I thought, right, I'll have a crack. Now mm. I didn't exactly mean it to go in the top <laughs> corner on but I was trying to score a goal and as soon as I scored that goal, everything changed for me at Derry. You know, people thought, Oh, Barry's all right. So I was getting a bit of grief before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because but, I was I was playing out of position and I wasn't fit and the fans were probably thinking, Why have we signed him? Because I wasn't I didn't yeah. have a great start in my career and then after that then it just took off and I remember being out that night and everyone was buying me drinks and I thought, happy days, here we are. Obviously, pints of, of the loot because pints you're a professional. Loot, Stephen, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. professional. Doesn't need Chris or, or, or no. drink tons of Coke on buses. No, no, they talk a parker to him. But to be fair, there was Cork fans out that night as well and they were doing the same. They were saying, fair play to buy me a few drinks and that, so happy days. Jesus, it's not like a Cork man to break in his pocket. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I can remember actually being at that match mm. and I was in either Block H or K. I remember being very, very closely Block J. Where all the obviously the drums and the oh, madness yeah. was, and uh, it would have been from that. that that's that where the pitch. It, was, yeah, it was, it was that. It was that net. It was that net. And like you can't even say that there was a slope or anything. They they no, give you. I was a actually hand. going up the hill, so it was even better. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but I remember just the the shock initially. That mm. Jesus, a what a goal! B it was Barry Mullally that scored it, uh, and C just we're we're we're, we're beating Cork here. I we we were brilliant that night. To be fair, and it was a good game. And in, in all fairness, I mean Cork were. Cork were a class at that that stage, and um, but on that night we were we were brilliant, and mm-hmm. it was nice. Like I was buzzing in the match anyway, but that just topped everything off, and yeah, um, I was just obviously everyone remembered me for that goal, and it's it's always a nice to show the wee man that I could score a few goals, you know. What <laughs> mean? So I, you got nice that. I think you have that game on DVD, do you? Oh, why? It's on a loop. It's like half an hour. It's on a loop. Just so I just keep showing it to the wee man when he starts slabbing to me. <laughs> of course, I is what I could do, son. Exactly. Um, Don't forget it. So obviously we started that conversation with uh, Stephen Kenny being the best manager you worked under, yeah. right? Who was the worst? And bear in mind, you don't have the answer to this if you don't want to. But was this by all means, Terry career or any? Who was the worst manager? That's always a hard question to be honest. Worst manager. It doesn't necessarily have to be for um, the 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 way that you know the team played under that manager or mm. the style of play. Just who obviously Just didn't get on me with George Burley. Just something that didn't. Yeah, add up. Um, it's difficult, right? And and maybe I'm I'm not the most controversial person. They 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 have a go with people on that, but obviously things didn't work out the way mm-hmm. they should have done under certain managers like Fenlon, who I thought was was a cracker manager, Chels and stuff. But it just didn't work out. Yeah, from a Derry, um, Roddy Collins, who when he came in, I wasn't sure about him, but I loved Roddy as a as a as a manager as a, as a person. It didn't work God again. Sake. It didn't Sorry. work out. It didn't work out for Roddy, and it was a bit of a controversial appointment. But I don't have anything bad to say about Roddy as a person. I I loved him. He was a, he was a, he was a sound bloke in that. Um, but it didn't work out. Things, James decisions. Tell you a few stories. Well, decisions, decisions, certain decisions he made were, but I thought mm, I'm not too sure about that. And um, the year before that, I was more or less the captain at the club, and then mm-hmm. he brought on his own player from outside. He didn't have a clue about Derry. And he give him the captaincy, and that was kind of maybe the start of me thinking, right, well, I'm yeah. going to be leaving. Cl- that was Cliff Byrne, wasn't Cliff it? Cliff Byrne, you know yeah. what I mean? And that, and I wasn't one they 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 sulk or anything like that, but I just thought, hmm, 
how long am I not? I've been here nine years, you know what I mean? I give everything to Derry and now you're coming in and giving the, the, the captain say at a club to someone else and um but I got on mate, I was professional and stuff like that. But that I, 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 I was a wee bit disappointed in that and uh, I maybe I maybe affected my performance throughout the year, but I was never sulking or anything like that. But um I, I can't say I've played under any awful managers or anything like that because I've always got on well with the managers. Yeah. Same with Robertson as well. I know a lot of people don't like Robertson and stuff, but again, he was brilliant to me. Yeah. He was really, really good to me as a person, as a player. And See, the, and, the unfortunate thing about John Robertson, um, and I'll not slate the man because he won us uh, a League Cup mm-hmm. when, you know... We were struggling. Yeah, we, we, were, we were struggling. Without shadow of a doubt, we lost um, a great manager, brought in some very, very questionable signings mm-hmm. under Pat Fenland. How that was allowed, God only knows, but... It doesn't help that we also lost uh, Badger McDade and Jim Ratty. Yep. Stepped down that. Bad yeah. Timing. Yeah. It was. It was just. It was set up for everybody. I remember the beginning of that preseason. Everybody was saying, "All right, we have to win the league now." Shelburne's. Mm. Well, that's it. Everyone thought out. it was a, it was a natural progression. We've got their manager. Yeah. Um, we'll push on from next year, but obviously the signings weren't. Yeah. Weren't maybe what they should have been, and, and I felt maybe. It's easy to look back and say what we could have done better, who we could have appointed and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. there was a lot of changes being made, like you say, with Badger and that stepping down and, and Higsey not being a, a part of the, the, the coaching team and um, a few of the players who let go at the time was questionable. Sean Holmes, who I thought was cracking left back. Uh, Flinner was a good player, you know, good team player in that as well. And it was disappointing to lose them lads, but it was, yeah. it was always going to be difficult to... to they take that next step and everyone just thought, right, we've got Fenlon. He won the league last year, so we're obviously going to win it this year. But yeah. I go back to my management. Stephen Kenny knew exactly how to get the best out of us. Pat Fenlon didn't. He didn't mm-hmm. know us. He knew all the Shelburne players the way Stephen knew us, but he didn't know how we we ticked. And that's maybe that interaction with the players or lack of it probably resulted in us not doing as well as we should have done. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fair. Um, so... We had the uh, the 2005-2006 seasons, like they were the most successful that I remember as a, a Derry City player. Mm-hmm. What was I'd like to be a part of? I still remember wee things about, about it now. Like in, I remember the Shells games. Austin Shells were big, big, big was, rivals. Was, hitting each other. Yeah, and they were great better. games. They were a great team. We were a great team. And they were always tight games. Um, I remember the atmosphere of them games where I was literally going on the first five minutes and not remembering anything about the match. It was just going by. Mm-hmm. Just going fucking hell, so quick, so quick, so quick. Try and get your breath back. Um, but the memories were of the bigger games, you know, the likes of the Shells games where we, we were beating them and uh, beating Cork, beating all the big games, all the teams. Yeah. But obviously, you know, you, you can't help talk about the European run during that era as well. And yeah, it was literally Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. You were playing every single, I remember every four days, and it was amazing to be involved in. And, and Stephen just had that great thing about him that he could rotate. He could rotate players and, and we wouldn't lose our strength for the team, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We had four players, top, top players in every single position. Yeah. And uh, you could see that. Like there was me, Rory, Kevin Derry, Kieran Martin, four midfielders. You had Paddy McCourt, you had Stephen O'Flynn, you had Kevin McHugh, you had Killian Brennan, wingers, strike attackers. Mm-hmm. And then you had Gary Beckett, Kevin McHugh, Farnjo, Stephen, as four yeah, strikers as well. Kevin McHugh anymore. Well, the man was brilliant for us. He was, he was, he was outstanding. He was, especially that game against PSG. Uh, again, we were robbed. Like that what was could happen? What could happen? Total you know what I mean? penalty. I know, but I mean, all, all it's hard to pinpoint anything. But you know, the first year, two thousand and five, no one expected us. Mm-hmm. They go and challenge the way we did, and we should have went on and won it. You know, um, but those, it just 
every week we went on it was like right we're building something here yeah. something was getting special the crowds were good we were going under the radar a wee bit but as soon as it got towards the last third of the season we kept winning the games remember we beat Shells 2-1 I think that was a, ma- a major step they going right well we're, it's us in Cork now we, we put Shells aside this going on it um, but it was just a massive game after a massive game and, and then obviously that disappointment fed into the next year we, we thought right next year we're going to go one week we're going to do something special and it was just a great atmosphere to be involved in a great squad and Stephen added it you know mm-hmm. for 2006 as well and we obviously had the, the run in Europe the Gothenburg games and yeah. unbelievable time and like it's hard to believe now it's 15 years ago since that uh, yeah. you know what I mean And but still you look back in them games and it's unbelievable to talk about mm-hmm. even the people who weren't there and stuff but it was just an amazing yeah. time I remember obviously the European Odyssey uh, the, the DVD that came out and we have different leagues now um, the Dairy City story that's actually out in uh, the, the cinema if you get a chance go and fucking watch it you ball bags right. um, but I think was it you that uh, I think Darren Kelly was talking about was running around the middle of the park uh, against Gretna uh, with a Scottish accent. <laughs> no, Hargy. 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 So we were going out. The, we were going out before the match. We were all obviously come on lads, let's get ripped on these boys because they they'd rid us off and that. And then you had Hargy. Right, oh, let's get fucking ripped on the McGuffey here. And boys running around the pitch shouting, "Hey, pal, fuck off you!" And it's got a Scottish accent. And you're like, "What the fuck's going on here?" But obviously it worked out all right because we won the game. Yeah. If we had to get beat then, people were probably fucking twats like, what is that like? But it was brilliant. You had Hargy walking over two weeks in a Scottish accent and uh, just, that was, that was incredible because we, we did get ripped off. Like, you know, they, they disrespected us and their manager probably, looking back now, he, he gave us all the ammunition we needed. You yeah. Know, coming out and saying yeah. we were just a physical team and, absolutely. We, you know, we absolutely tore them apart after 20 minutes after we settled in the game over in Mullowell and, Jesus, when you look back now, we were incredible that match. And and, and after 10 minutes, when we conceded, or 11 minutes, whatever, I thought, these boys are going to hammer us. Mm-hmm. I just, 40 started, 40 forgot his shin pads, or his gloves or something. He forgot his shin pads, I think it was, and he couldn't find them, and he was blaming Phil Johnson. Jesus. And goalkeepers are mad anyway, but he he couldn't get it in his head, right? Just get on with it, get your shin pads. They're there, don't worry about it. But he started the game awful. Mm-hmm. He came out and he missed one, and he's, Sliced one, I thought, oh Jesus, we're David Ford here. missed one. I don't believe it. But, hey, he was amazing. For he was us, a you know super, I mean? super unbelievable um, keeper. He that, was the one that got me into oh, goalkeeping. But Jesus Christ, when he came for a corner, that match honestly, he 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 started awful, and I thought, oh Christ, we're going to hammer here, and then he went one up, and then for us to come back, then the way we did, and obviously the rest is history. It's all it's great to watch now all the goals and stuff like that. But just uh, yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable time, and what a what a team, what a team, and. The thing you look back on them European games, right? Paddy McCourt didn't play too many games. No, he didn't know. In Europe. Yeah. And we brought on, Paddy came on for me against Gretna. Mm-hmm. And the Derry fans all went mad. And I thought, Jesus Christ, we're 5-1 up here. If Paddy starts just magic, we, we could go on and get 6-7-8. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just it's, it's unbelievable that Stephen knew how to pick his teams for certain games and that. And you look back, Paddy McCourt never started in them games. You didn't? I know he did in Paris and stuff like that. but Yeah, maybe that was... He, he, it shows you what a yeah. good manager he is and, and for what a sub they bring on like. I know, you know what I mean I, I remember going off and they were all going mad I thought no oh, cheers it was obviously <laughs> it was obviously for Paddy going on like, but uh, just <laughs> nothing uh, personal bad. nothing personal cheers hey? <laughs> no, it was unreal 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 time you know what I mean just it's class now people I, I say to all the lads in England when I'm over I say go and watch that yeah. you know when they ask me about playing for Derry and stuff and playing against PSG and whatever I say go and just watch that watch the goals Mm-hmm. You know, and then you'll see how good League of Ireland does, or 
the team I played in yeah. was, you know what I mean? Because some of the football we played was unbelievable. Yeah, so that, that year, we, we, there I played at uh, the Ulevi Stadium hmm. in uh, Sweden, obviously international quality stadium against an international quality team. I think they had a couple of World Cup players in their squad, yep. obviously hadn't come back yet from uh, the 2006 World Cup. Um, then you had Fur Park and Mullerwell. Fur Park. But you had the Parc de France. <laughs> What was that like? It's like you picked up half a dairy and just plunked it in the, oh, the top corner. Magic, magic. Honestly, we obviously European games. You get the train on the pitch the night before and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we were there on the Wednesday, I think, doing doing our training session, bit of a late session, and then a bit of shooting and stuff. And it was just magic going in the change rooms. You know, everything was proper stadium. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know the history of PSG, massive club in France, and of course, um, just. Unbelievable, honestly. It's hard to describe, like, you know, but you're going on this stadium and you're looking around it when it's empty and going, This is some stadium. But then when you're when you're there and there's fans in and there's three thousand dairy fans in, you're going, Jesus. This is I remember just going, I, this is what you want to play on every single week. Mm-hmm. You want to be playing against these kind of players and Yeah. Um obviously they were a step up from us, you know, the physicality, the fitness, everything. They were just they were just too good for us on the night, you know, but on the night, but the week before. Oh, the week before it was a different story. Do you know what I mean? And and the team they picked the week before was a compliment to us because they went very very physical. Mm-hmm. They matched us up because of the the manager had seen us the week before against Shells where we battered Shells two 0 Yeah, Keir Martin was amazing. Kevin McHugh was amazing, and he thought right, we're we're up against it here at the Brandwell. And the team he picked at the Brandwell was was a compliment to us really. They they tried to stop us, and and they did to a certain extent. But like you said earlier. We should have had a stonewall penalty. Kevin, the the tackle yeah. on Kevin McHugh, Jesus Christ, it was criminal. nine, yeah. 99 times out of 10, any referee's given a penalty for that. And mm-hmm. maybe it was just the fact that it was PSG at the Brandeville. You know, they're not going to give the, 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 the they're not going to give us a penalty. And yeah. if we had went there 1 0 up, you just don't know what could have happened because their manager was under the pressure at the time as well. And if we had went over there, we, we something to hold on to. Yeah. You just never know. But obviously, over in Paris, um, the game itself was. Magic. I remember at one stage, there's two sets of supporters were chanting to each other. Yeah. So the local fans, and then like the, the. You had there's there's two there's two sections in there, they, and they what were they called tribunes. Uh, you had uh, Virage Atoy, right. which would have been next to the 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 dairy fans. Aye, aye. They would have had the the Latisse Falco or the the Irish clan. Aye. But they so there was themselves. two there was two different sections, and they were chanting yeah. each other. And then you had the, the Cop of Boulogne, aye. so they would have renamed or named themselves uh, the Cop after Spying Cop aye. Anfield. Obviously, oh, I'm sure I just remember. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but I, I remember just taking it all and just going, "This is unbelievable!" Like the atmosphere was incredible, and yeah, obviously the dairy fans as well, and just just what unbelievable occasion, you know what I mean? And we've done ourselves unbelievable. We, we could bit too know. Um, the only thing was disappointment was the manner of the goals we conceded. Uh, two the, set the, plays. the one that you scored, yeah. <laughs> I was going on the way, right? so, but no, it was two set plays, which is something that we were amazing at under Stephen, and and we knew about the 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 pullback, the Paletta. We knew about mm-hmm. it. We worked on it, but we just switched off. Yeah, you know, and it's disappointing. And obviously, I could have done better for the other goal as well. But we we, we felt like we could have done better. Mm-hmm. Do you know, and that's how far we had come under Stephen. Yeah. But to be fair, like they were just too good for us on the day, but. Just an unbelievable, unbelievable uh, occasion and, and just the fact that so many dairy fans made it as well and they had mm-hmm. from England coming over to watch it and they came to Fur Park as well and all and they were they were buying and they too they were thinking, Jesus Christ, this is great, like, you know, and yeah. just again even, even just amazing day, memories. Yeah, even to this day we still have relationships with, with uh PST fans. Uh, you know, there, there's one living in Dublin that still comes 
well, he, he would go to the, the Dublin based games. Now, mm. he don't think he travels as much to, to the Randywell, but um, they, they even still have that relationship to this day, 15 mm. years later. It's amazing, it's absolutely outstanding, you know. It's class, but that, that's the thing with Derry fans when they go away, like they're they're good. Obviously, everyone's got their bad eggs and stuff like that, yeah, but they're, yeah. they're great fans, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, 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 they're great fans, and and obviously, that that period was amazing because obviously, the away fans are coming in down down at the pubs and that before the match and stuff like that and, yeah. and I always remember saying to myself I'd love to be a supporter now too and going and you know and take all that in too to build up the European games and, mm -hmm. and the same in Sweden and I always says if I got the chance when I stopped playing I would like to go to an away European game and so no pressure really you have to qualify for it and give me a wee trip away you know? <laughs> it's do you know what the best trip that I ever had now including that that 2006 European run was that trip we'd on the, the Aberystwyth oh, do you remember class, class. that was absolutely Unbelievable! Mm. I think Paddy Norm and uh, the fellow he was rooming with were fucked out of their hotel five minutes <laughs> under the trip. Well, that's just normal, isn't it? Yeah, but that—that that, just the whole atmosphere and the fact that it was so close and you know with a load of Derry yeah. fans and it was smaller, mm. so it was more compact rather than you know the three thousand that turned up day day for a park. Well, that's it, I. But the thing um, is about that match, you, what did we won the first leg five 0 was it? Yeah, and we 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 knew that they were a decent team, but I don't think we expected to beat them five. And Aye. obviously the the way the way leg in, it was like right, well we're we're free anyway. So went ahead and, and even I mean, bettered it. I think Roy Patterson scored a hat trick. I can't remember to be honest. I can't remember. It was a bit of a blur, but um, we, had, we had a good side. Then we had Mikey Duffy in that playing and Paddy and we Baz McNamee in that. And obviously yeah. we brought brought a big crowd base as well. Like you know yeah. what I mean. So uh, it must have been an amazing trip. And as I say, I, I'd love to do it some some stage going away as a supporter and watching yeah. there in Europe would be amazing. But the nerves are they're absolutely outstanding. Even though we were five 0 up, like you still had that feeling before kickoff. It's a European game, you know isn't mean? it? You know, yeah. it's something different and. Um, like, but of course we had James McLean who had just signed for right, uh, uh, I believe he had signed for Wigan at that stage and Danny Lafferty who was with yeah. uh, Sheffield United that's right they were both in the um, crowd weren't they yeah they, they both came to uh, the game because obviously it was uh, pre-season for that's them that's right there. Oh, it was amazing and I think maybe the start we had at Derry where we qualified for Europe for two seasons you kind of took it for granted mm -hmm. but when you don't qualify then you go fucking hell which was in Europe, and you just think it's going to happen all the time. And yeah, like I was very, very lucky to play in some really, really good dairy teams to, to get into Europe. And yeah, some of them, some of them games are amazing. You know, even we went to Latvia and things like that, and Bulgaria yeah. and stuff. And I always remember them games as well. I know they weren't the, the results we wanted in that, but it's just always a brilliant, brilliant day to test yourself against better players. And mm -hmm. um, just obviously very privileged well, to play in Europe. The, the Latvian crowd obviously weren't better players because. You know, we we progressed. Well, that, that's um, it. But it's still, you Tannic know, it's, it's, goal and it, Kevin yeah. Derry's goal from uh, I think it was our 40, 40 yarder. I wonder if the keeper. Uh, the head, but <laughs> no, it's brilliant. It's just different football, isn't it? You know what I mean? And yeah, it's just that you know the shirts are different and all. You know what I mean? And it's just it's just a different occasion and things. Aye, like it's, it's, it's exciting. It's special, exciting. 100%. Um, the only thing that I wouldn't wish for is like a cup final. Jesus Christ, boy, the, the nerves are. Oh, 100%. I think we're more nervous than. Oh, than you probably usually. are, probably are, because, you know, you're on the pitch and you can control what happens and stuff like that. But I always say, I hated the build up. The, the, the week of the FAI Cup final is great. Mm -hmm. The build up on the day, I just want to I just want to get out. You just want to get out there and, and see the it. team talks and waiting about in the hotels. That's when I get nervous and that's when I overthink about the game and think, oh, what if I do this? What if I do that? I just want to get my kit on and get out and start going. Had yeah. some of my tackle or just settling nerves, you know yeah. what I mean? And that the 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 FAI Cup build up for the week where you're getting your suit and all that's that's amazing. But that waiting about the hotel kills me. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's 
because you're up, you're up from early doors. Aye. Barely anybody can sleep anyway. 100%. But you're up from early doors. You have to do mm. uh, your media duties with Aye. you know whatever local media or RT and what have you. And it's you know you just want to get there. And I understand that. I would, it's, it's the same for us, mm. like because it's a three hour our journey for us. It's a six hour round trip. It's a three hour journey down, and the whole way down, the whole night before and everything, you're just like, Jesus, can, can can we just be at the the kick off oh, or at the full time muscle? Well, that, uh, you want to be involved in that? Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I remember. Me and a couple of lads, Jared, I think it was me, Jared and Ray, went down to um, one of the cup finals between Trotter and Sligo as well. And Sligo yeah, won. We needed Sligo yeah. won. We got into Europe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was that was tough to watch because uh-huh. Trotter, I think it was three two in the end up. Danny Norris scored last, two, but, last minute. But exactly, and and that was for us. They they qualify for Europe, and that was dealt for us to get a bonus. Mm-hmm. You know what? Christmas and stuff like that, and that was that was nerve wracking. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I was hoping Derry would have got the cup final this year, so I got brought the wee man over and, and went to, yeah. to see it and stuff like that. But it Thanks will come, really. do you yeah, know what I mean? And I can't, wait to, to, <laughs> I can't wait to see that and, and, and sort of experience it from a supporter's yeah. point of view because obviously all the matches that I've played in and stuff has been amazing. I wouldn't change it for the world, but I would love to see it through mm-hmm. a supporter's point of view as well. Right, so we're going to move a wee bit further on because we've talked an awful lot about your, your earlier career. Um through your time with us, uh, you've won the League Cup five times, I think. Five. Five times. And uh, the FEI Cup twice. Where do you rank them? First one's always magical, isn't it? Um, yeah, because obviously, like, they, they go through, we've done uh, a mini-series on the League Cup itself and, and our performances because we're the record holders. Mm. Uh, just just wanted to point that out there again. Um, what was it? UCD, UCD. Shelburne, Bowes, Wexford Youths, Cork. and Cork. And of course, the FAI Cups were those two Pats. outstandingly horrendous but brilliant games against St. Pats. Jesus Christ, the nerves on both days. But anywho, where do you rank them? Uh, well, as I said before, for me, the best one was 2012. And that was to do with Pats were definitely everyone's favourites. Yeah, they, they, were, they had they, a really good season in the league and, and we, we did all right, mm-hmm. but we sort of tailed off towards the end of the season yeah. and we weren't in great form. I guess considering um, the year before, like we we finished second, you know we we pushed Rovers all the way in two thousand eleven before Kenny obviously left. I left. Mm, we just <laughs> yeah. I think I think the fact that I got the got the sort of experience having the kids there with me all on the pitch mm-hmm. as well. That that obviously makes it a wee bit more special for me. Yeah, because um, obviously again we we were talking off air about that photo of 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 you and the wee man. Yeah, uh, well, that's it, you know, and he. he he doesn't really remember that because he was asleep for most of the game. To be fair, he was only a young lad. But that that <laughs> moment, dropping him on like a he won't fight me for it later. But <laughs> we'll, we might go for it. But no, you know, I still have a photograph of me chasing him around Aviva and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's there as we there Jersey and all, and he loved it. And you know, uh, like it's great for him now to look back and going, you know, going, oh, that's great to see photographs of me being there and on that pitch. And I was showing him when we played Serbia in the middle week, and you know, that yeah. was that's where me and you were running around. You know what I mean, and it's it's just amazing to have it. You know, LA there and Ross there with me to, to experience it, and and I I took a step back when I had them. You know, and all the lads were buzzing around the supporters, and mm-hmm. and before we got the trophy, and I just sort of took a step back with the kids and took it all in. That was it was just amazing, and and even from a different point of view, the the year I was having off the pitch as well, like I said earlier with Deggy, uh, it just made it all the worthwhile because Deggy got a trophy under his belt as well, and I felt like. We we he deserved to get something from us as well, and it was amazing for for him they they won a cup as well, and that just made it a wee bit more special. Mm-hmm. But that that would be my favorite. But 
as I said, winning that first trophy is amazing. And when we beat UCD down in UCD, and that was a tough, tough game. Yeah. Always a tough place to go. And we won that 2 1. And that, that was class. And I remember the celebrations afterwards. And that was the first time that we were all together drinking. And yeah. I, I remember me and Beckett on the showers, we a can of each drinking <laughs> while we were having a shower, you know what I mean? And I just thought, this is madness here. Yeah. And uh, it was just. But the, the FAA Cups are always the big ones, aren't they? You know what I mean? Uh, the first the first one we won was amazing too. Like, and that was the, the worst horrendous. I can imagine ever. it mightn't have been a great game, but see, yeah. see when you're in front of it. It was an amazing game. Uh, it was horrible from a supporter's oh, horrendous, the weather and that. But, but the, the weather on the way down, I think uh, uh, one of the buses on the way down as well has, had lost its wheels right. on the motorway. <laughs> the so, you know, all the omens, like it was the most horrendous uh, stormy day ever. All the omens were out for like, we're fucking losing this today. That's mad because like they went one up and then we just kept coming back and I thought we're gonna lose this because yeah. like, like pizza gave away a penalty as well. I remember he took down Trevor Malloy and I was like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? And yeah. he did make a tag on. He made it and he scored a penalty and then pizza scored and we were back and it was just the emotions of it. You know what I mean? We're gonna lose it. We're gonna yeah. win it. We're gonna lose it. We're gonna... and then just the way it was. was Farnzo, Farnzo, Clive, Clive Header, pizza, pizza's tapping, and then Trevor Malloy scored on goal. Is that what it was? Yeah, was it? Yeah. He scored the winner. But uh, <laughs> unbelievable, honestly. It was so, so good. And obviously the the last game of Lansdowne and all it's historic and all. Yeah. And I Steve think it was actually back. I think it was actually voted the greatest game they've ever taken place at, at Last Road. Well there you, you go. It was uh, well that's it. Four three. You can't ask more from a cup final, you know what I mean? Going all the way to the extra time and I was just glad it didn't go to penalties because I would have no. been panicking yeah. trying to hit a penalty and on that occasion because I'm still relatively young. But uh, the, the two FAA Cup finals are, are special obviously but any any time you win a trophy mm-hmm. and, and the fact you're winning it with home, your hometown yeah. as well do you know what I mean it's, it makes it that wee bit more special because you're, you're mitzing in the crowd they're living the dream on the way down they're having a drink on the way down and, yeah. and then obviously after the game you get the yeah, get pissed yeah you get to enjoy but yourself yeah. I remember I think I got pissed about three times that night you know I was on the bus I had four pints <laughs> me and Jim Roddy sitting there and just got emotional after the match and all and it was, it was just brilliant hey it was just yeah class and then traveling up the next day in your suit again and you're covered in beer and getting back on it and of course just just magic magic memories and every single trophy you won you've got to enjoy it because you just don't know when you're gonna you're gonna get the next yeah. one but the two fa cup stand out yeah the one that i want to talk about the most is the one that i didn't mention at all 2010 that was the first experience i got to see of the the mad side of barry malloy when we won the first division. Trying to think what you're talking about. <laughs> there happened to be, uh, we all landed out the Derry City Club anyway. I remember that much because we had won the night before, or we drew the night before against Van Harps two each yep. in the Brandywell. And thought it was, it was over. Yeah, we thought we were fucking devastated. That was mm. We've lost this here. Uh, Merview United beat Monaghan. Complete underdogs. Like had no business the, beating the them whatsoever. Kicked the ball back, wasn't it? And, yeah. And the lad ran on and scored. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Kenzo was at that game. Rang Techie, uh, told you like, not that not that we can out and enjoy it. <laughs> I was working, I was working in Tesco, and that's uh, right. I remember that. Uh, I was duty work at eleven o'clock, and this wee man came in. I can't remember his name. He came in. And he was like, "What do you think of that result tonight?" And I was all, "Nah, it's all down the next week." And he's like, "What do you mean?" And I says, "He says, uh, maybe you won." That's right, because I, it was it was a draw at one stage. Aye. Monaghan were winning, then it went to draw, and then... That's right. You know, your man scored, and they, get the, they, they won the game, and, and obviously hand us the title. Yeah. But he told me that, and I get goosebumps now, even remembering it, because I just froze, and I was all, nah, you're joking, you're joking. Because we just yeah. expected Monaghan to go and yeah. beat them four. Uh, and I just, I think I dropped the change. I was like, what? Are you serious? And he goes, aye. And I says, right, 
no way. And I was just buzzing and I went down straight on to my phone. I said to my mate, JP, pick me up. We're going out. <laughs> and I had all messages from all the boys saying, right, lads, we're all meeting at the club. We're all, yeah. we're all and it was just chaos. I, I can't, I, I'm not being funny, but I can't remember what you're on about. Maybe I was, I must have oh, been hammered, I'll, but, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get but, there. Uh, oh, unbelievable. I just remember going back to the house, had two or three beers on me while I was getting dressed. I was all, sorry, I'm going out. I'm going out. We've just won the league. Yeah. So I was straight under the club. Of end, course, of course. I remember it was actually sitting in my mate's house, uh, depressed as fuck because <laughs> Monaghan were obviously went under that. See, see before you even say about that, the Fan Herbs game. Yeah. I was anxious, anxious, I wouldn't even say anxious, centimeters away from one of them, that game and putting us up. Yeah. Cross came across the yeah. box and I made a, I don't know why I was even in the box, but <laughs> I was so close to scoring the winner to get us up. It would have been amazing. But, that, but, anyway, that, but anyway. you know, they, they beat Harps that night oh, and won the league in their own patch. Would have been amazing, but been. do you know what? I'm, I'm happy the way it turned out oh, too, because it was less pressure. It was, <laughs> it was less anxiety. It was less. Oh, big time, big um, but I remember sitting in my house anyway, depressed as fuck. We're having a couple of bottles or cans or whatever, and uh, check my phone to see what the score was. Maybe we've just equalised. What? Mm. what the fuck? <laughs> what, what's going on here? And then like five minutes later, because it was like these lads, they're not football men nah, in any, right. any way, shape, or form. Uh, and I was like trying to explain to them, you know, what this meant. Mm. And uh, then fucking the flash came up. Mary, have just scored again. It was like, what? Oh, oh, mental. Straight up back up the house. I uh, got a taxi in the in the club. Uh, met up with all used clampets. Um, it was everybody was there that yeah, night. Everyone was there. It was packed. Everybody was there packed. that night. Uh, we ended up at Earth. Was there? Yes. There you go. Everybody was there. <laughs> Fats uh, accosted us. Uh, not that he was on the raids or anything. He 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 informed us that there was a might have been a gathering at Earth or something. I uh, can't even remember. Must yeah. have been a good night. <laughs> I was trying to buy. No, it hadn't come out yet at that stage about Mark, obviously with it with a with uh, tumor. Uh. And uh, I was sitting at the bar at Earth, and I remember this vividly because he was wearing a red and white striped hooped striped uh, top. I a t-shirt. Yeah. 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 And I was trying to buy him shots of red aftershock and forced him to drink them. Uh, it wasn't a big drinker, and I didn't no. really drink much. Yeah, and then of course I was trying to buy uh, James McLean shots, and he didn't drink at that yeah, stage either. Yeah. So it was like you're picking on the wrong man. Uh-huh. Didn't I get them because you were behind the bar in the dawn. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> right now there may or may not have been a lock in in the dawn that we were informed. I remember that. I remember. I remember fat right. out in the street in Strand Road, Earth. <laughs> now obviously you know Strand Road, Jill uh, Carey's Way Junction. Right, uh, fucking really really busy. Fats lying down in the middle of the road, trying to stop cars, or just standing up and being like, right, stop, I've give us there. a lift. I've been there, it's normal. Yeah. Uh, now, we had a couple of Cork fans up with this that weekend for whatever uh. unknown reason. Uh, lost them, went up the dawn, uh, ended up in the dawn, where we seen, I think it was Calm. Calm O'Neill. Calm O'Neill was swinging from the oh fucking chandelier. God. I swear <laughs> to God, hey, Calm O'Neill's famous words before we went to the dawn was, right lads. I drank him and here all the time, right? You've got to, you've got to be on your best behavior, right? No bar. Next thing you know, five minutes later, Calm's trying to lift a fruit machine. I'm behind the bar, putting on Babe Station on the TV. <laughs> I was like, Calm, you serious? This is your local, is it? He was going, he was the best crack I've ever had, honestly. I just remember Calm in the fruit machine, trying to lift a fruit machine. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck's going on? I remember uh, looking for the toilets in a, a, a drunken stupor and walking on the decky who was out the back having a fag. And I was like, he was Stephen what, what, what's going on on the phone with Stephen Kenny right and like he was, as soon as he hung up and all, and all they all went home with Fran and all, <laughs> all this shit uh, as soon as he had hung up uh, he was like I was Stephen Kenny I told all the boys not to be not to be heading out going mad tonight fuck that 
Uh, and I remember walking back in, and there was a certain Barry Malloy behind the bar, washing a cup with fairy liquid on a, a like one of them brush things. Uh, washed the cup to to completion. Fuck the cup on the ground. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What an animal. <laughs> I'd be just going fucking bug mad, top off everything. Everybody was tops off. The crack apologies, was apologies for that behaviour. <laughs> Everybody stand up on the furniture around the dawn. It was just absolute madness. I, oh, I, was, I, was, I, I remember it was, one, it was an amazing night. I remember that because it was unexpected, obviously. But just, yeah. as I say, by calm. That just always remembers me. reminds me of by calm going, oh, lads, come on. Best behaviour. No, and it, obviously, like you say, everyone had yeah. the tops off, going mental. It was one of them, like, it wasn't even a, a big mad chandelier it was just like a a three bulb <laughs> chandelier that he was fucking swinging off oh, oh. man's a legend man's uh, a legend the crack was good I, was. Uh, I remember leaving the bar about four o'clock in the morning we trained the next day yeah. Stephen made us train the next day yeah I remember going to Maggie D's driving I should never have been driving straight for the drive through and I landed to the training ground Maggie D's in my hands I was like Stephen I don't even care what are you going to do we just won the league. I'm going to eat this burger in front of you. <laughs> That's worse than Hargy and the crisps. I know, I know, but I was just... Or like, studs hey, in the Coke. Everyone's buzzing, I know. The Jesus, can of Coke, by the way. Just need to point that out there. Yes, Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, but that story was mad as well. Mm. Know. Uh, well, that, that just shows you the standards of Stephen, though. You know what I mean? And yeah. Having a having a Coke before a match was... You didn't do it. and uh, That was the night before a match. Yeah. But it was just the fact that it was studs in. He, he was so innocent that he, he just probably didn't... Realised how Stephen worked in that. Yeah. But, uh, but it was the fact that, you know, he didn't include him in the squad then and we did uh, end up with a keeper getting sent off. And was it Flinner had to go nets? Flinner had to go nets. I know, I know it's, you look back, you know, why he <sighs> never, don't put a keeper on your bench and then saw his law, your keeper gets sent off after yeah. one getting sent off during the week. Yeah, I, th- I think it was, right. that was, that was, get sent off yeah, in the league cup final. The league cup PJ final, PJ came on and, and played a, a super game, obviously, for uh, the penalty season. Unbelievable. It's just uh, unbelievable to think that that one decision could have completely altered the whole season. But yeah, it might not have. You know, you don't know. Like, yeah, you, know, you never can you tell. They could have went on and won the, the game three two or whatever. Exactly. But, but uh, unbelievable. <sighs> but hey, that was that was a good night. That was. Oh, there were always good nights, but that was that was magic. That was magic. Yeah. Um. Right. Two thousand eleven. You're asking me to remember ten years ago. <laughs> I'm getting old. Well, I mean, you remember 2010, Not even true. though we were fired. Uh, the Dublin Super Cup. Do you remember that? Yes. That was, it was very controversial. I, I didn't remember until, again, I was doing the research during the week. Uh, and I was like, Jesus, I forgot all about that. There was a disaster with the tournament itself. There was disputes over players getting paid. Yeah. They were getting paid less. That's right. Um, and we sent down more or less an entire full dairy team. Um. I think Shane McElhinney uh, was was then drafted on. Ryan McBride was then drafted on. Mm. Um, and there was a whole thing about the, the you had to use a different changing room because of the Milan and Man City and Celtic. Uh, like so we, sure uh, that's right. They get the good changing rooms and we got like a wee patch. Like we were just League of Ireland players so they sort of shafted, tried to shaft us a wee bit and we were like, well, how long am I on here? Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're coming down to play in a tournament that, you know what I mean, that's supposedly bringing on a lot of money and we're not getting paid for it and stuff like that so yeah. it didn't start off the best but it was it was it was brilliant to be involved in you, you played know? a full 90 played a full 90 captain against man city i mean was, was i remember richardson pulling me aside and saying to me i want you to be captain tomorrow and i was i was buzzing to be fair you know what i mean and uh it was just nice for someone else who didn't really know me that well they they think that i was worthy of being captain in that yeah. team and 
That's class. another man, by the way, that got dogs abuse off dairy fans, and mm. he he doesn't really deserve it. To be, honest, see, to be fair, I, I didn't know him that well, and I didn't, yeah. I didn't have a great opinion of him until we went and trained train him that week, and he mm -hmm. was brilliant. And I, I remember saying, Jesus, he'd be a great manager for dairy because yeah. again, he knew how to get players they mm -hmm. they play in. And I seen that side of him in that week that we had with him, and he he was class. I really really enjoyed the time with him. Yeah. He, I remember the him way he spoke and all. It was yeah. brilliant. You know what I mean? It just he just knew his football, and he's very uh, it's just a good way about him. And I really talked to him after that. Yeah, I remember him actually being um, talked about as a potential re replacement mm. for Stephen Kenny. Aye. Obviously, because he was with uh, Cork at one of the league, one of the league, and yeah. obviously two thousand seven didn't exactly go to plan for them. Aye. He left, and you know, I I personally think he would have been a great replacement. Right. Um, but we had around 11 players more or less a full starting dairy seven, team 7 started 7 dairy players started in the first game against City yeah and then obviously we had subs coming on in uh, the games against Celtic and, that's right um, I don't think we played on the man we didn't play on the man no. so it was Man City and Celtic I... that was just to make you feel old Baz it was a weekend of my 21st Jesus Christ 10 years ago yeah and I, I managed to get managed to get tickets free tickets and the or free pass on the ground. We had our game, aye. Aye, oh, it's a good game. It's a good game. We played well, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, despite going three 0 down, Gerald uh, Bryan um, was the sitter. Can't remember from the edge of box. It was. It, I think it was James actually caught a back then. Nah, because all, uh, all the all, all the talk was then about James, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Everyone was looking at James. All teams were looking to sign James, and then yeah, obviously playing City it was a big big thing for him as well. Because I yeah. got him that wee bit more exposure than it, but he, he done really really well, and obviously. He got the move on the back of it then. The focus was on James, but uh, I thought Jared was a, the best player. Jared was brilliant. Jared was brilliant. Because uh, I remember the, the year before, the 2010. United. Yeah, they, they uh, played the opening game. They, right. they opened the, the, the brand new stadium. Uh, um, And uh, it was, I man, you know, they won 5 0, but again, he, he played well. Uh, no, Jared was top, top class, to be fair to him. And he was brilliant that whole, that whole weekend. I think he even played a bit of the Celtic match as well. Right. Because I think that the. The feeling was Barry Murphy was uh, the, the other. We were going to get a game each, but yeah. I think Jared ended up playing a lot of the Celtic game as well. Um, I think that's just a, a testament to Stephen Kenny again, the team that he built, because mm. obviously we we can't avoid it. Two thousand and nine happened, right? The double contracts thing it happened. Yep, you know what I mean. Um, not going to go into too much detail on it because it's it's been done to death. Mm. Uh, at the time, it was done to death, and you know it's <clears throat> obviously a hurtful moment for. The likes of yourself, a Derry City player, and myself, a Derry City fan, that you know the club was just they were they were lying mm. through their teeth. I remember uh, the solicitor going up to that meeting, the, the city hotel, and you know the the blatant lies that the man was telling. They be found out weeks later, and the hard work that we put on as supporters to try and raise funds and so on and so forth. Um, it was it was just a horrendous time to be around the club, but uh, obviously that happened. A lot of players, fair enough, uh, jump ship, which understandable. Mm. It's essentially we didn't have a club. We did have a club. The club wasn't was still in existence, but um, the the company behind them were wound up. We were kicked out of the league for cheating the rules. Mm. An awful lot of clubs were at it. Like Bose were signing uh, lads on as as bartenders and <laughs> ground staff for whatever fucking reason. Um, That's it. Everyone was doing it. Probably, yeah. but we got caught. We got caught. We got caught. Uh, like no harm to Darren Quigley. I know that there was an awful lot of uh, anger uh, directed at him 
because it was, it was said that it was, it was him that was mm. no, blowing well, the whistle. He didn't even realise himself. So all, all he was doing was asking for his, his wages. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it's actually said that Clyde Delaney was the one that blew the whistle. But no, again, I don't believe that. I think it was generally Darren. Darren was looking to get his yeah. wages, and then the FA went well, or whoever it was said, "Well, you're telling us you're on this, and then we've got a contract there saying that you're only on this. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? Yeah, and that's when everything, as far as I know." Got, like Don might was on that right here, yeah, and that's where it came from, yeah. So it was a fact um, that Derry or her, whatever reason Darren wasn't getting his wages, and he flagged it up and says, Well, here you go, I'm owed this, and I'm not getting it, yeah. That's when it started again. Certain elements, um, within the, the support directed their their anger and their frustration and their hatred towards the likes of Darren and, and, and Clive and whatever else, but it, in reality, they were just lads asking for their wages, you know what I mean? Exactly. It was it was the board that, that done the wrong, and you know what, I'll, I'll not say Pat McDade's uh. This out of the no, other, I mean, like, no one was doing anything because they were know, all signing off, they were all daring yeah. city men through and through. No they were one just was doing anything in a bad way, do you know what yeah. I mean? We were just obviously the club was trying to, we were trying to run the club in the best way possible, and it wasn't the best way possible in hindsight. Yeah, it was, it was the best mean? way and, possible and, in their eyes at that time, do you know what I mean? Um, and it's not, it's not a, a bad reflection on anyone in particular because uh, no one, I don't believe anyone goes in and goes, right, you know what, I'm gonna fuck this club up, and mm-hmm. and I, I like Pat, you know what I mean, and things didn't work out. Yeah, obviously, and it's, it's it's no reflection on him personally in that, but it was just a terrible, terrible time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Terrible. They, they, you know, you've no club anymore. You're not getting, any, you're not getting wages. You're not yeah. getting paid, and you're thinking, well, fuck, what am I going to do? Of course, do yeah. I mean? a, a period of uncertainty for yourselves, uh, mm-hmm. and I think it was more um, a worrying uncertainty for the likes of, of you, because obviously you're losing out on a full time job like and a full time wage, um, whereas us, we're we're losing out, I suppose, on our football club, but mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, you know our our wages or whatever haven't been affected. That's in any like way, we we were we had a meeting before one of the European games and it was like right if we get through this round, it's a hundred grand for us and that'll see us to the end of the season. We were like happy days. We mm-hmm. went and won that, and then we still weren't getting wages. And we were like right, what's going on? We were promised yeah. that'll be our wages, and then even before all that, I I I don't think I've told this really until apart from sort of close mates and that. But I never I uh, got asked if I would take a pay cut. Mm-hmm. And I says no bother. Took a twenty percent pay cut, Jesus. and this is before even knew there was big problems. Yeah. I thought, nah, no worries, I'll take it. And then I found out there was lads who were on a lot more than me, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they were ever asked, but obviously they knew I was a local lad, and I just thought, you know what, I'm earning quite well. Nah, yeah, I don't mind taking a pay cut. And they were, uh, and that's the thought. Uh, I thought that was the end of it. And then obviously, didn't get paid. We went yeah. through a European game, didn't get paid. I'm right, but someone's not right here. That's the first time I've ever heard anything like that because mm. obviously it wasn't. Uh, I don't know if you kept it to yourself or it was. It just why wasn't mm. widely reported. But um, all I can remember is the at the time the anger was being directed at lads that had, had left the club, uh, even though they weren't getting paid wages or mm. you know what I mean, which well, is absolutely insane. Fault, you know what I mean? Um, but of course, Philip stepped on, yeah. uh, completely saved the club, completely turned it around. There's no ever since then. There's been absolutely no shite. No. And obviously we've we've taken two steps back in terms of like you know the finances and things like that, but it's 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 needed to happen. It needed to happen, and the clubs run well now, and you know no better chairman now to be involved, and you know what I mean. So it's it's sort of taken two steps back to take mm-hmm. hopefully free forward now in the next in the next few years. Well, yeah, it's a very exciting time to be a Derry City fan. Like mm-hmm. we've we're progressing more and more uh, as the day goes by. Big time. Uh, with Rory at the helm as well, um, it's great to see. Obviously, he took a step down from the FAI. Like that man had a career there with the FAI. I can't imagine there's too many jobs he would have stepped down for. Yeah, you know what I mean, I, I, it's it's testament to the love mm-hmm. of the club. Big time. But um, 
from Kenny building that team in 2010, a team of, you know, students, full-time, part-time students, like some of them, like Shane Magalini, uh, Shane Sharkey, I remember, yep. you know, all young lads. Mm. And then you had the experience of yourself, Kevin Deary, Jared Doherty, you know, lads that, that, that stayed with the club, uh, you know, and you, by all means, you had every um, opportunity and you've been right to do so. Nobody would have held it against mm. you for going elsewhere because there would have been other clubs interested. I remember Kevin Deary actually turned down uh, <laughs> moving to Scotland. That's right there. But I mean, like there, there was lads, they all had opportunities to go elsewhere, but I think from the same perspective as myself, I had a money play for anyone else. I had a money play against Derry. I had a money go to Dundalk. I had a money go to Sligo. You know what I mean? I was like, if I have to, I will. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But as soon as Derry came in, and I knew the the offer wasn't going to be nowhere near as good. Yeah. And I thought, nah, you know what? I've got to give it a year and try and get the club back up into the Premier. Mm -hmm. Brilliant, brilliant season. Brilliant. Uh, everything went well. Obviously, we know how it went towards the last two games, but... The, the mix of youth and, and experience was perfect. And yeah. again, Stephen was at the helm. And, and once he decided he was staying, I think that made my mind up, made Jared's mind up, Eddie's, yeah. Kevin's, whoever. Um, and keeping a manager like Stephen Kenny in the first division was, was Insanity. the start of it. Was, yeah. the, was the start of it. It's, it's insane you know I mean? that somebody of, of that quality and, right. and that high, you know. But that shows you his feelings towards Derry as well. And, yeah. and the fact that, right, we need to get Derry back to where they belong. And, and it was the same with the players yeah. as well. And obviously, like amazing, he, he did leave uh, for Shamrock Rovers in 2012 or the end of 2011 season. Right, you know there was a lot of bad blood there. Right. Um, I can understand that. To be fair, I mean, from, I was, from I was supporters' perspective, disappointed myself. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the fact that we got up and we finished third, was it my first year back? With that same second, was so it not, second? Yeah, uh, we pushed Shamrock Rovers right. Uh, right. Unless I uh, thought it was third, Sligo. Right, unless they pushed us uh, or overtook us mm -hmm. right at the, the very death. Well, but anyway, we I remember, had a great I remember that game actually against, uh, I think it was Stuart Reason made one Road mistake, which, which isn't. He was amazing you know, that season. He was, he was absolutely he was amazing, amazing that season. He was immense every season he uh, played for us, you know. They were just better. They'd be fair, they were better than us. And if any team was going to go and win it, yeah. they were going to. They were better than us. On Considering the, the European run that uh, they had as well, you know, they exactly. got in the group stages playing against Spurs and everything. Uh, uh, they were brilliant that year, to be fair. And Big Grisham was unreal. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it's, you feel bad because one mistake people yeah. remember but he was he was immense he was immense such, such a good guy too mm, great lad good such drinker hey good drinker no was he wouldn't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> uh although those end of season parties uh always yeah. legendary always yeah, that, that 2012 one after the cup final jesus christ i can't uh, uh, again i think i got drunk four times that day <laughs> that was a monday unbelievable honestly. all i remember of that night was being down in Guildhall square froze the absolute balls you jumping onto the back of Laurie. Rory Patterson having half a, a suit on him, steaming, <laughs> and did not want to be on like on ah, the microphone class at all. But obviously he had to be because Why? he, he took man, the, the award for man of the match. Um, but Jesus, that was again that was some party. Uh, I think he's ended up in the metro. I ended up with metro, Skinny Metro Club everywhere. I remember there was a certain thing happened in the metro. Somebody was wearing his his lovely cup final suit. And fell on the dance floor. I wonder who that could have been. Fell or dance? Was it a dance move? <laughs> I think it might have been a dance move, but it, a five. I, th think, I think he stylishly I, fell. If I think it's the same move. person, but I'm thinking of he definitely fell gloriously. He danced because <laughs> that was that was part of his routine. As far his, as I know, yeah, yeah. As far as I know, I'll ask him. <laughs> <laughs> Still have the stains on the blazer, Baz. Eh? Ah, shush. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get them out. <laughs> 
Uh, give him the full Johnson. He'll be able to do sort like, of. Fucking what a guy. Um, right. So you're named the captain in 2014. What was that like? Amazing. Obviously, again, I go back to it. You're playing for your home, your yeah. home team, and to be a captain any time is incredible. The first time I ever was captain was pizza game at the armband against UCD. It was just after Fenland lost his job. Mm-hmm. And pizza took over, and he made me captain. That was massive, because I was only 22 at the time. Yeah. Made captain. I thought, fuck, this is massive. Just felt like I raised my game straight away. And just, I was just, I... I never needed an armband, do you know what I mean? They they sort of played the way I played. Like I was never Yeah, it was always hurting your sleeve yeah, type of thing. I wasn't the biggest shouter or screamer or anyone like that, but I always try to lead by example. But yeah. getting the armband, it's always nice leading the team out and um just just special to be thought of as a captain, do you know what I mean? Someone who's responsible for your team. Loved yeah. it. Loved it. And uh it was it was funny enough, pizza made you captain once again, wasn't it? Aye, well that's it again. <laughs> I got stripped of it. Roddy gave it a cliff and then again uh, we'll, Roddy we'll got, got rid of Roddy and then Pizza made me captain again and I was like right top it yeah. is you were because ca- you were captain before that uh, obviously Kevin Derry was, uh, was a he was captain, the official he was, captain yeah he was in and out of the a lot of injuries room. that time yeah, yeah. at the time so I sort of filled the gap you know what I mean but yeah. every time I pulled a shirt on never mind the, the armband I always loved it and yeah. I sort of very fully pride you know the fact that I was my captain as well mm-hmm. 17 or 4 <sighs> I don't know they don't like the reason I picked four was obviously Pizza had retired or left, sorry. And when I came back, I never, I was never a demanding player when I came to negotiations or anything like that. But I remember saying to Stephen Wright, I want to come back, but I want the number four. Obviously after Pizza. Yeah. Pizza was a legend to me, you know what I mean? Not just as a player, but he was off the pitch. He was an absolute, someone who I really, really looked up to and I got on so well with him and I still do. Um, But I wanted Pizza's number. You yeah. Know, uh, I just love the number, so... Probably four. You made the Crusaders at the end of that season? Yep. How did that come about? Um, after the cup final, obviously. What cup final? <laughs> fucking my last kick for the ball, basically, over there. And, uh, the game was, to be fair, I think we would have lost the game anyway. Yeah. But obviously at the time, I took it really hard on myself. The, the mistake between myself and Jared more myself, like, and they went down, won the game 2-0. Uh, I was just obviously down and, after the season I had under were underperformed getting the armband taken off me and stuff like that and I just thought you know it's time for change yeah Um, but in the back of my mind I was still hopeful to stay and then the contract that was offered wasn't good enough for me and I just thought nah you know what that's that's not what I'm looking for and I thought right I'll see what else is out there and I heard a few clubs are interested and spoke to a few managers and yeah Um, I just thought you know what maybe I've done I, I sort of ran me my course at Derry, I, yeah. you know, I was getting a wee bit older and a few injuries and I just, I was really hard on myself after the cup final. I just felt I didn't, um, I didn't really contribute in the match and I thought maybe it's just time they walk away now. And, yeah. Um, spoke to Stephen Baxter, I really liked him. was excited at the prospect of going there and trying to help Emmons win a league and stuff and um, just, that was it really. I just, the the, the, the contract offer at Derry wasn't what I wanted and, and then speaking to Stephen, I wanted to be a part of what he was trying to build yeah. up at Seaview. Um, just to add on that, were you still working at Tesco's? At that still time? working at Tesco's, yeah. I so I was. So you were like, obviously the Irish League would have been part time. I was part time, so it probably suited me then towards the end of, end of at that stage of my career and stuff. I thought go part time, train twice a week, play mm-hmm. a match on Saturday, that'd be perfect. Um, so like I say, I, I really liked Stephen Baxter. Uh, really, really enjoyed what he was trying to build up there, and I thought right, I can be a part of that and. It was a good opportunity for me. 
Fair, fair. Um, who was it that offered you that contract? Would it? It wouldn't have been pizza, would it? It was pizza, obviously, was but it? has, right, okay. but has, obviously, has, was coming to a, a very, well, very abrupt. Well, no, end. not really. I think he was given the control, but I think it was finances at a club where it wasn't pizza making that decision on the money. Yeah. It was the board, and I think maybe the fact that I was a local lad and someone who'd been loyal, they thought maybe try and get buys on the cheap. Yeah, and just I thought, nah, it's not going to work for me. So I thought that. Take a step down, work a wee bit more, work go part time at Crusaders. Mm-hmm. No fair, fair. Um, so you only one season, one year. I was there for the second season, but I cut it short because of my injuries and yeah. Um, just I got surgery, my ankle had a persistent ankle ankle injury. Yeah. Had surgery on it, came back. And I just couldn't shake it, and the pitch didn't help me up there. And I remember playing a couple of games, reserve games, and that, and then the next day I, I couldn't walk. Yeah, literally couldn't walk. You know, re- yeah, because I remember having that conversation uh, with you. Um, it's just, I was just, I was really trying my best to get back. So I, I really loved it up there. Like the, the fans were brilliant with me. The management, the, the the lads, they were all class. Really, really loved it. And I tried my best. I was doing extra sessions in the gym, doing extra rehab, and just really trying to get back. But I just couldn't shake the injury. And as I say, I just got to the point where I couldn't walk mm-hmm. after playing on the pitch. I couldn't walk. I was in agony. And I remember trying to walk home the next day, and it took me about. 30 minutes they walk like two minute walk and had to keep stopping and sitting down it was only 31 32 and I thought yeah, I don't want to be playing football with my wee boy and no not being able to do it and I thought you know what this is this isn't working and mm-hmm. they think about long term I don't want to be lumping the rest of my life yeah Um. so you, you cut your, your, your contract short at Crusaders but somehow you ended up at, uh, at that uh, club in Bally Buffet on the podcast we don't actually name them <laughs> right, we, we've only ever done it once. I noticed you've done it right at the very beginning of this, this episode Harps. as well. Who? Who? Sheep Shaggers. Do my army. By, by the way, <laughs> uh, it's me editing this party, so just be very, very careful, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> no, uh, but no, I, I, I noticed you did mention them at the beginning of uh, right. the episode. We just done, you know, we mentioned them. Darren actually mentioned them, the, the guy that's meant to be here, but obviously right. he's waiting to transmit because he's a prick. Fair play to that. Fuck him. But uh, we met, he mentioned them last week because obviously they beat us for the first mm. time in 36 years in the cup and they beat us at home for the first time in 36 years. You know, you're, they're, they're breaking an awful lot of records which they are, they is are. really, really griping me. Mm, I can imagine so, I, but they're, they're flying. They're, they're, they're not the team they were, you know, over the years. They're, they're, as Ray says this week in his interview with mm-hmm. the journal, it's, it's the best Harps team I've seen. Who was it in charge that signed you? At Harps? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ollie. He's Man, as much as as, again, much as as much as it really really annoys me. He's done a fantastic job. With him. Again, so I had a, I announced my retirement obviously after the Crusaders thing, and I thought I don't want to go back and I don't want to get injured again. Yeah. And then I spoke to Derry. Yeah. Kenny Shields. <laughs> now, speaking to Kenny straight away, I knew that he didn't want to sign me. Yeah. It was more the fact, right? Barry's he's not playing anymore. He might do a job, and obviously I got the impression it was from. The board or someone else because it wasn't Kenny. He didn't want to sign me. Yeah, he offered me a deal which was a joke. Yeah, a joke. I remember that. I remember and that. Obviously, I don't need to go into details around that. But what he offered me, I just it took me about two hours, and then I sunk and I was like, "Oh my god, did he actually just offer me that?" So anyway, I says, "Ah, I'm going to stay retired. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing for that." Um, and then Ollie got wind of it or whatever, and he he phoned me and I said, "Listen, no, I don't want to play. Uh, I can't run. I can't." My ankle's too bad, I can't, and he kept on at me and says, listen, go and see Colin, 
O'Neill, who was the physio in at Harps as well, mm-hmm. someone I knew. And he says, go and speak to him and see see what he says. So I thought, right, I'll I'll just do that. I'll go and speak to Colm. And he says, listen, I think we have a you know, treatment and stuff like that. You'll be able to play. So I went to write, well, I'll think about it. And I saw Ollie was persistent. And then I had Higgsy on the phone as well. And, or no, sorry, it wasn't Higgsy because Higgsy wasn't, it was just Ollie at the time. And he was just persistent. And I thought, you know what, let's go on and give it a go. I know it's Harps. Never, ever dreamt about playing for Harps. But mm. I liked Ollie, top man. Um, and then I just thought I'll give it a go I've got something else to give you know what I mean I've got yeah. more to give and I don't want to go out on, on the, you know having to retire on, on the back of an injury like that so I, I just went and give it a go and, and I really enjoyed my time there to be fair good first was, game the, the only thing that the only positive for me that came out of that move was that God they gave you absolute dogs it was obviously we knew each other at that time anyway Um, but I got to give you absolute Dogs abuse. Worst I'm going to play for anyway, today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. I think you find I never give you dogs abuse when we play for today. Nah. Dogs abuse when we play for Crusaders, of course. Uh, that was their face when you weren't even playing. I think you were on crutches at the time. I know. I was like, yeah, cheers, boss. Uh, <laughs> we, called, we called down because we were playing you free. <laughs> they were playing Crusaders free season. That's right, yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, old man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, funniest. Uh, little that I know that it actually. I actually was Cheers, boss. I went home and I crying. Sorry, that was. But hey, you deserved it for signing for for uh, sheep shackers. But uh, no, that 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 really made my that made my uh, the time that you spent at Harps. That you know that made it special for me because I got the abuse. Um, and that's what you get for uh, pulling the handbrake on my car uh, while I was driving it, uh, and you were uh, steaming. Uh, and <laughs> I it was do easy. remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. Good crack going that. Does <laughs> it fuck? Uh, you'll never ever pick me up when I'm pissed again. <laughs> I have done it since. Never again. Later on. Um, Later on. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, <laughs> but I have obviously we have got each other as friends on social media. What are you been up to since retirement? Uh since retirement, obviously I took a job down at Bay Road. Uh, Paddy Simpson. Ironic as well, considering you were you were crying and bitching and moaning about the surface at, at Crusaders. I know, I know, but that Jesus. was different. That was different. See Stephen Baxter had known that they'd have been turning in his grave, even though he's not there. No, uh, obviously when the, I've I've always worked since from the 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 year that we lost our jobs with Derry and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I've always sort of been getting ready for after football. And had three years at Bay Road under under the Simpsons, not brilliant, great job, great people they work for, and then and you got, love that tractor as well. Oh, that's the only reason I went. <laughs> Wanted to get on the tractor, you know what I mean? But. No, I loved it. Brilliant. So brilliant what you're saying is, it was you know it was bred on D that you had to play for Harps, especially for driving. As soon as I got on that tractor, yeah. I was blue and white, free and free. <laughs> um, no, I just uh, obviously uh, I've had a good opportunity with work and stuff like that with Paddy, and uh, I loved it there. And then I got the opportunity to go to England on our job, and and I've been there ever since working for JCB and loving it. So you're working with, with more diggers and more tractors diggers again. again. So there's a, there's a recurring theme here. You know, from you know from what I mean? was it Bishop Street. Bishop Street. From Bishop Street, they, remember, they work with... Remember pushing the tractor down With diggers and tractors. You know I mean? so, but, from uh, the big smoke, they call Chi. Yeah. Full uh, circle. I see you're back playing as well. <sighs> Unfortunately. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had my arm twisted. I, I, I remember I've taken over this, the wee team from the, that my wee boy plays in. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a brilliant setup on that, but they've got like a, a first team. Yeah. And then they've got a vet, veterans team. Now, when I... Went up there, they said to me, Right, we want they play want you to play for the first team. I was like, No chance. That's that's veterans and as an over no, no, certain a, age group as opposed well, to the veterans is over thirty sixes or something yeah. like that. But the first team wanted me to play and I was like, No chance. Yeah, as I'm opposed to it. like the other veterans, you yeah. know, that people would associate. The older boys. Yeah, uh, yeah, not so much army yeah. veterans, more actual <sighs> veterans old, of the game. Old bastards, yeah. <laughs> let's just say. 
Uh, so anyway, what, I says, no, I'm it? not playing. And then last week, the guy messaged me and says, we're a man short. Do you want to play? And I was like, right, go for it. I may as well. I'm not doing anything else. So I went and played. Loved it. Mm. One eight one scored. Set up one. <laughs> Brilliant. Back I'm, now, I'm now you've signed up. Now you're going back full <laughs> circle to your, so your I'm back, striking I'm back, days. I'm back. Well, I was a midfield, but the, the lads are playing against are a bit fat, so. <laughs> it's just a wee bit faster than them lads but uh, no I loved it it was good crack and uh, it was good good to get playing again and have a few yeah. pints afterwards so happy days pints afterwards I'm shocked that's what it's all about um, right so that's essentially the, the, the hard part of the interview yep. done this is the easy part where it's quick fire questions uh, and we put it up on our, our social media feeds you know uh, obviously the party yep. can't ask a question but we've got a couple of fans asking questions and stuff as well so oh, uh, you've watched Tubes teammates yep. Yep, this is essentially the exact same questions. Right, who's the best trainer that you've, you've played with? Trainer, fucking hell. These are made of Cork uh, All day, obviously, I. No, just all time. Right, best trainer ever, Eddie McKellum. Uh, do you know what I expected that? James McLean. Right. Uh, boxing trainer or? Both. Because uh, I, I remember there was a wee incident when uh, Roddy Collins was in charge. But, uh... I'm sure we all know how that went. <laughs> or do we? Well, go no, ahead and right. quick fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quickest player. Quickest player, uh, Niall McGinn. Oh, he was like a V2. Rapid. Uh, slowest player. Slowest player. Oh, Jesus. Clive Delaney Clive up at Linfield. Had no pre-season under his belt. Right. That one moment, I was very, very slow. Yeah, there's been some, there's actually a couple of fans that have actually asked about the times we played against Linfield and I think it was some sort of wee event, but we'll get to that later. Um, The hardest nut at the club or at any club that you've played for hardest not as in like hard man on the pitch or someone you wouldn't mess with both who's the hardest man on the pitch hardest man on the pitch first Jesus. surely it, it can only be one man there were songs about him being hard oh Jesus man Joseph how'd I forget Ryan well him too but uh, Sean Hargan nah Sean was a legend maybe maybe in his, his younger days but had, had, uh, well, seen, you wouldn't mess with You wouldn't uh, mess with my hundred percent. I seen that man throwing on some tackles. Oh, brilliant! Brilliant! I uh, hard, hard as nails on the pitch. Him and Ryan. Yeah, Ryan was Jesus. Amazing, what unbelievable. A what a fucking guy! Uh, hardest off the pitch. Hardest off the pitch. Jared Doherty. <laughs> my buddy. You're right, Jared. Is, is that over the You fucking cheeky. To be fair, I did message him this morning on my way over. I says, "Don't be raging the night when I'm calling you." Doherty's a winger. Yeah. So. He knows crack. He knows uh, you'll, be, you'll be saying that behind uh, about 40 odd people oh, I was shouting and then running somewhere else yeah of course uh, most skillful most skillful Paddy McCourt okay yeah no it's yeah um, who would you say is the most intelligent most intelligent no you very few to choose from there like. if you had asked me who the most fucking stupid was that'd be easy but that's the most intelligent um, I don't know a lot of stupid Who would you players. want your, your, your team for a, a pub quiz? Yeah. No, I, don't, I honestly don't know. There's a lot of stupid people like, but <laughs> um, intelligent. I'm going to go for a controversial one here. Tommy Stewart. Right. Great lad. Very, very. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Tommy doesn't spend an awful lot of time with the club. No, great um, lad, though. And he's a good singer, yeah. too. Don't know if you realize he's got a song out. Right. I did, actually. Song, yeah. Great song. Uh, but, uh, I'm going to say Tommy Stewart. I still follow uh, Niall McGinn on right. there Instagram, you go. so. Good song. Um, Tommy Stewart, a better man. Yeah. Stupidest. Least intelligent. <laughs> well, it's actually a tie. Right. And do you know what? There's a story to this. Gary Beckett, I think it was brought 
an 11 plus, two I'm, 11 pluses I'm so on the bus. I'm glad you elaborated on right? that because Kerry Pickett is, doesn't strike me as the least intelligent no, person. Not, but he, well, anyway, he brought two 11 pluses on the bus one day to decide who was the most stupid between Darren Kelly and Eddie McKellen. Right. So them two. And they both failed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> Jesus. Like I've, I've uh, done a bit of, put some pieces of work with uh, Tommy. All right. And Eddie would have been there as well. It doesn't strike me that Edward would have been well, he can talk a talk, but he can't right. do his own plus. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get in yours? Ah, oh, fucking D. <laughs> and you have a cheek to talk nah, to. I was just you? too nervous. Ah, right, here we go. Uh, right. Worst dress sense. Worst dress sense. Fuck. Give me five K. Ken O'Man wasn't great. Ken O'Man. Careful what you what you say there. You might lose a couple of teeth. I can. Big, big <laughs> friendly giant. Yeah, can. <laughs> Worst dress sense ever. Horrendous jumpers. That is because it was Oh, you know Brennan. what? No, I'm going to take that back. You're off my gun. Orange fleece. Horrendous. <laughs> and he still has it. He still has it. If I see him on Monday, we add on. I'm going to love it. it I, I, he could be doing cool comedy tonight with him. Oh, I hope he's got the fleece on. Jesus Christ. That would be a cool night in the Brandonville. Uh, who would win the team Joker? Team Joker, Hargy. Big McGuffey. <laughs> funny, funny man. Oh, there were some stories that boy. Uh, yeah. Some of the stuff he used to do in the change room, brilliant. Even on DK TV as well. Legend, him and uh, him, Hargy, Hargy. There's some other very, very funny lads, but I uh, Hargy definitely. I've noticed that this is more been focused on the 2016. Uh, Obviously, that team bond was just Shane McGonney too as well. Aye, uh, funny, funny. Uh, man. well, do you know what I, I knew that we, anyway. we had some yeah. uh, some brilliant times in that. You know, I'm roomed a few times and we made a few videos. I can't oh, find bash. them unfortunately, but hey, that's Shane, pure prodding. Pure prodding. Oh, big Shane. <laughs> funny, funny man, but Hargy overall. In case uh, you didn't understand that that reference, uh, some of us maybe a bit older. Uh, that was a video that you done uh, that was posted on YouTube as well. There you go. Um, can't find that one. I I think it might have been deleted. You know? Nah, shit. Uh, <laughs> it's probably for the best. <laughs> Your Wayne's can't see that. Nah, they'd love it. Um, because they'd share it with the, their friends and end up being like, oh, yeah, that's my dad. That's my dad, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I, it was it was a video of Baz farting in front of the camera and Shane saying in a very, very <laughs> country accent. Oh, brilliant. Uh, teacher's pet. Teacher's pet, Eddie McKellen as well. Uh-huh. Eddie. Poor Eddie's getting Eddie, the tattoo. Eddie was a wild man. Like, he, he, brilliant, brilliant trainer and all, but he was obsessed with body fats and stuff like that. And I remember him um, <laughs> pulling out men's health magazines and putting them on a, on the on the side of the bench whenever Stephen walked into the dressing room a few times you know, right Stephen right Stephen that's his men's health here you know <laughs> so if they say oh I'm looking after myself you know so what's a crack we Ken's old day his hair but doesn't it's all natural uh-huh. it's got five different hair colours yep all the one thing planet <laughs> <laughs> no I don't know you need to ask him that I'm not I'm not getting involved he's, he's my Irish manager yeah I'm not going to slag him off too much <laughs> I'm sure he's listening with pride now. Oh, hi, hi Stephen. Uh, <laughs> uh, and who was longest in the shower? Longest in the shower. Oh, it's a good battle. Ryan McBride, Shane McGonney. Really? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought it of Ryan. Now, are we talking duration? Yes. Or longevity? <laughs> duration. Duration. Eddie was bloody vain money back in the days. Deirdre as well. Deirdre loved himself. He used to look in the mirror and all. Right, we'll oh, well, there were songs going about at one time that Eddie wore fake tan. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. 
you tan Eddie right well that concludes the, the teammates portion now we'll uh, we'll jump on to the Instagram questions so Joe Allen not the Welsh boy has asked lowest point in your dairy career probably the way around this cup final 2014 mm. okay fair enough straightforward to the point we all remember it well I remember it kind of uh, Kieran McIntyre favourite city teammate and why favourite me and Eddie were always very close even though he just ripped the arch I know but we, we <laughs> everyone ripped the arch Eddie but no me and Eddie were very very tight uh, good roommates as well like so me and Eddie were the, the original brew crew uh, Biggie Gillespie Richard I don't know if you know Big Richard um, who is the best left foot in Irish football I have the best in Derry Sean Holmes Homer Homer I remember I said that earlier he's, he should never let got let go and when he came in under Stephen as well he's brilliant great great left foot brilliant fair fair I'd have thought it would have been Paddy because obviously in my time he would have played predominantly on the left wing Paddy and would have McCord. assumed that yeah he was left footed no right well, there you go uh, Darren McCartney best player you played alongside and toughest player you played alongside Derry, or, sorry toughest player you played against Toughest player I played against, uh, not physically or anything like that, but I remember playing against Kevin Hunt for Bowes. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable player. He was at the top of the game when he was under Stephen at Bowes as well, and he was magic. And he was a great, great lad as well off the pitch. I remember I was a young lad playing for Drogheda, and he was, I was chatting him after matches and that, and he was always giving me advice and stuff like that. But he was, he was class. I remember playing against him, thinking that's a level you need to get to. Yeah. Brilliant. Who's the best player you played alongside? Best player I played alongside with Derry, Paddy. Just, and I, I could have said you know could have said anybody in general. But Honestly, I could say play. I could say four or five as well. Beckett as well, but Paddy stands out like. Yeah. Uh, Mark Cafferty, high bars, best moment in a Derry City shirt. Personally, uh, go against Cork, my go against Linfield. Collectively, FA Cup one two thousand twelve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Paddy underscore Higgins 87 <laughs> Hi Paddy <laughs> You hear ye <laughs> Does he have nightmares Of playing against Newtown Youths Up at Only for a year And then we, we found them out And we used to hammer them in <laughs> They were class though The old Colchies were all They were all fucking massive Boys like Big Spud Peter Mitchell Beasts They were yeah. definitely Fucking eating something We didn't eat here Like but they were it's, they were uh, class. They were they were very very good back in the days. But then we got a wee bit bigger and we. It manure for breakfast, sure. Big Paddy, off. Oh, he was cr- cracking player as well, Paddy. Uh, Jared Malone, uh, do you think Full will stick any of that two billion in the dairy at least to challenge for the league? Yes. Well, he did say it. And, Hopefully, yeah, he did say that. Um, and he's I think it was an interview. Mm. Obviously, today's Friday. Um, a, an interview yesterday on, right. on the radio that he's he's going to increase the, the budget. It is so. good, good news. Good news for today. Danny Toland. You remember Danny? Yep. How big a cunt did you feel when you signed for Harps? PS, legend. I didn't. <laughs> I, I, and the reason I didn't was because of Kenny Shields and his yeah. offer. Because he, I wouldn't have signed for Harps and I wouldn't have came out of retirement. But the fact that Kenny Shields offered me a shit deal and sort of made me feel like I wasn't worth anything. And I thought, you know what? That was a wee bit of extra motivation. They, they put one over on him. And that was nothing to do with Derry because I love Derry. But that's my reason. That's one of the reasons. But yeah, I felt like a wee bit of a Summer of 89, Darren Coyle, my co-host that isn't here, uh, 
because obviously he lost his or he missed his flight this morning. And he's, he's on the booze and he doesn't want to come back. Uh, can he tell me it's all going to be okay? Of course it is. Well, I'll meet you tomorrow for a wee hangover cure. It'll be grand. I, I don't think you will unless you're going to transmit. Right, I'm not going there. I don't know you, lad. Ashton O'Kane, favourite dairy memory? Favourite dairy memory? Harps again, or uh, Cork again? Uh, I would have to be, obviously, I always say at the FA Cup with the kids and stuff like that, that was, that was magic. And, and to be fair, the day after, the celebrations of the day after was amazing too. I remember just, as I says, I was on the team bus orchestrating the, the crack and pissed. Yeah. Buzzing. Best dairy away match you played? That's from Keaton McKinney. We played uh, St. Pat's down in Answer Core. We beat them 3 0. Absolutely wiped the floor with them. And they were a good Pats team as well. We had mm-hmm. Jerry O'Brien playing, Kieran Martin. It was amazing that day. Kevin McHugh. I think we beat them 3 0. That was, that was quality. And um, I would say that, or the time that we beat Pats 1 0 as well when Owen Morrison scored in the halfway line. Incredible. Oh yes, that was a, a was that a Santander Cup game? No, I think it was, it was a, a Tuesday. It was a Monday or Tuesday. I think it was game. a league game, but that was that was amazing. Yeah. But we for two or three seasons we went down there and battered them every time, and it was a good surface and suited us down the ground. Yeah, unfortunately those days have, have changed very much. So, Kerr McFadden's asking, what are you getting a Tesco meal deal? Tesco meal deal had one last week. Chicken, chicken, bacon, mayonnaise sandwich, McCoy's flame grilled steak, and then just to top it all off, one of them naked drinks to make you feel healthy. Nice, see Stephen Kenny heard that. Leafle. Hey, don't you manager now, is he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we never know, you might get a call. Uh, Uno Doherty, how did it feel battering on field at the Brandywell in the Satanta Cup and also scoring a goal yourself? Magic. Loved it. Magic. Uh, obviously, we know the history between Lanfield and Derry and had a few uh, Lanfield fans who I got on with over in Tesco and stuff like that, slagging mm-hmm. me saying they're going to hammer us. And always nice to put one over Lanfield. And I remember the game we played up in uh, Winter Park was against Galt and against uh, Garrett and they couldn't take it I remember I had a good game up there and give it your wee man Garrett I remember being an absolute shit house. brilliant wee player to be fair but he was the, a brilliant player the, but he was he a dirty the two, two of them were going mad up in Winter Park because I was I probably bullied them a wee bit like, and then the second game in just obviously we were going out until I scored and it was I may or may not know a fella that uh, may or may not have got banned for life from Windsor Park in the Randywell after that uh, that night for uh, certain uh, things that were brought onto the ground. Pyrotechnics or, or whatnot. Jesus. Can't think he's nowhere, hey? <laughs> <laughs> but that night was absolutely amazing. Oh, it was brilliant. That was ball brilliant. that you played, the David McDade, wasn't even the David McDade, it was the back post that was knocked down for David to score the equaliser. It was to me, the Steve McLaughlin. That's what it was. Aye, uh, uh, I remember getting that. Because I remember like, picking out Stevie and then he nodded across, didn't he? Yeah, watch, watching the video, I actually saved the video. That's right. how, how much I enjoyed that clip. He like shimmied around the ball. You didn't know what they or what way they had it or where they had it mm-hmm. to. Um, and you just poked it. It looked like he poked it. It worked well, because uh, like, we we done well to come away with a draw. Like, and, yeah. uh, I guess they by, were 1-0 up at that stage. They were 1-0 up, yeah. but as I says, I, personally, I, I probably get the better of them two lads. And they, they, were, they were quality, them two lads at Lumfield, but... I got the better of them out, lads, and that set the tone for the next match because I think they, they realised they weren't going to get an easy game and um, yeah. the rest history, as I say. Do you remember the roar after that goal? I remember it being amazing, but it, it's a blank. I, I see when you score as well, and I didn't, didn't score too many, but it's kind of a blank. You forget yourself, yeah. and that's why most of my celebrations when I score, I just go mad Yeah, because I'm not used to it. Have your top going, listen and stuff. Yeah. Off and I just, I, you know what? You know what? That game, I was on a yellow card. 
and I scored and I don't know what to do I'm just going to take my top off and mm-hmm. the referee Dave McKeown ran beside me always got on well with him sound man yeah. had a few pints and after matches on the Metro him. he ran alongside me and says don't take your top off don't take your top off I'm going to have to send you off so he looked after me Yeah. so he was the I reason think, I never got sent off funny enough I think I actually ran on the Dave uh, Neil Doyle and I can't remember the other one at Ryan's funeral right oh hey fair play to them for you coming know. up and they were yeah. great great lads and I spoke to Dave last year as well I sent him messages and stuff like that and I've always got on well with him and he always obviously he looked after me at night or else I would have got sent off but yeah um, top man who didn't get along with who didn't yeah who didn't you get along with referee referee wise yeah. Bottomer oh, but who didn't get on with or who didn't Bottomer. get on with that no, no, to be fair I, I always try to speak to the referees in a good way and mm-hmm. try to speak to them what pissed me off with referees was referees who told you to fuck off or, or just didn't want to speak to you and then that just set me off on a on the wrong foot then, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And people who just dismiss you. Yeah. For refs to talk back to you properly, you respect them, but there was the referees who just told you to fuck off and you're thinking, how, how do you Where, expect people to speak yeah. properly to you? If you're not gonna, respect do you know what I mean? Here. No but I, I, I got on well with most of them, but Buttermere was probably one who just, just that wee bit arrogant and obviously didn't do too well for Derry over the years. Yeah, well, most uh, well documented was mm-hmm. uh, the 2008 Cup final. Big time. And that was that was absolutely yeah, shocking. Like how he was allowed to continue on as a referee after that was. But anyway, uh, anyway. We'll, we'll not dwell on that. No. Um, Adam Quigley Nixon. No, it's just I wanted right, to expand Adam. on this a wee bit. Um, obviously you remember Adam from his, his yeah. days in the JSB. Uh, maddest Stephen Kenny story. Maddest Jesus, there are a few lads. I could honestly, I'm not even being funny. I could sit here and talk for about an hour about Stephen Kenny moments. Please don't. I'll, I'll just give you one <laughs> that I think's suitable. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Um, right. Let me let me give you a good one now. Well, there's a time he was in his office, the Brandwell, mm-hmm. and he called in their member of staff, a member of staff in his office, sort of giggling away to himself, and sort of saying, uh, "What do you, what do you, what do you see what I've done? What do you see what I've done?" And he pointed down. He had two of the same shoes, one brown, one black. What? Do you know what I mean? That, that, this is the kind of the man, like, that's just one of the stories. He was like, oh, look, what do, you, what do you see what I've done? And he had one brown shoe and one black shoe that he wore on the training. Jesus <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But no, hey, there, there's loads, like I say, he's very, uh, he's, um, he's a funny man. Yeah. Without meaning to be. There was a story that I heard recently that uh, when him and Deggy were over at Dunfermline, <laughs> and yep. they were in the same accommodation. You've heard yeah, this story then yeah, about him and, him and the wardrobe. Yeah. How long was he on for? I don't know, but he came out sweating. <laughs> That's the story. He came out sweating, looking to jump out and, and surprised. Thirty-five year old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anybody that doesn't know uh, the story, uh, Kenny and, and um, Colin. Deggy. Had, I think, it was, I think it was. Well. I think it was. Colin and Stephen. I think they were in the same gaff, and there was like an under under stairs cupboard or something like that and, and Colm says oh Deggy's going to call around shortly he's like yeah. alright happy and he goes I'm going to go and hide so he went and hid under the stairs and nobody jumped out in Deggy and I think <laughs> I'm nearly sure Colm sort of said to Deggy Kenzo's in there <laughs> so Stephen stayed in there so Deggy avoided the cupboard and then eventually he came out and he was all sweating <laughs> Jesus Christ so it, it's been said that he was in there between an hour or 
three hours. Nah, it wouldn't be that long. I don't think he'd be in there for three nah, hours, but an hour would be. He must have caught on, but he was in there longer than expected, and Jeez. he didn't get to jump out. Nah, <laughs> scare him. <laughs> just jumped out with the, the Just Brilliant. For Men rolling down oh, his face. What a quality. <laughs> uh, there was another one um, I sort of alluded to earlier on. Uh, Arn Nash. Remember Big Nashy? Yep. Scored a header against Cork. Yeah, well, the next game they played against Cork down on Turner's Cross. Kenny Kenzo fell in the tunnel. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. It was in the on the change room. I heard it was pretty pretty bad. To be fair, though, he had his head. Yeah, he had his head. He was shocked. Yeah, but before nice. that, uh, Arn was telling us about you know he was walking around the the ground. Yep. And uh, he was doing Kenzo was doing that thing where he just doesn't talk. Mm. But he like he says Arn. He called Arn over. Doesn't talk the whole way. They were walking around the pitch. That's right. And Arn goes, they fucking run off. And Kenny's all. What are you doing? Where are you going? I'm calling him back again. That's it. What? I he did it to me as well. I remember he was going to put me in for my first proper game when I signed, and we used to meet in the long tower center, and he and he called me outside. Oh Jesus, what have I done here? So he was like gesturing to me with his head. Come on, come here. So I was following him, and then he would as I got closer, he would go further away, and I was like, the fuck's this boy doing? So I was following him along, and I was like, yeah, come on, come here. I was like, oh, fuck off, he's taking me around the building and I'm in trouble here, like. But I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to stare at you, Tommy. Um, good luck, yeah. Yeah, sound. He didn't have to take me around half a fucking grand, will they tell me? <laughs> <laughs> but I, no, he, he was just, he, he was just that meticulous with everything and that was just one of the funny things he used to do, like, but it's funny now looking back. Right. <laughs> so, obviously you spoke a wee bit about the Harlem Shake, Blue. Yep. Where did that take place again? Monaghan? Monaghan. Monaghan pre-season, fri- pre-season friendly, we, or pre-season uh, we, we went the way I we, yeah. we, we take in that. What was what, what we what we think about? Me and Shane, Michael, honey, we're in the room. <laughs> I think the night before, and we actually made it for yourselves, just me and him. Yeah. We thought, fucking hell, you know what? We've got a lot of time in, in between training sessions. What we do one? Ah, definitely, let's do it. Yeah. So that's where the magic happened, and I think you know what? That was one take as well. <laughs> one take. So everyone you just tell. just thought, right, lads, just just go with the flow. Uh, there's, there's, yeah, some very, very questionable. Yeah. Uh, when you watch it, you see different things every single yeah. time. You see him gruff with a sock on his. Mickey. Yeah. You see wee Baz running up and down a stepladder. Shane doing squats. So there's just everything's going. You, everything's going on. You doing right? the running, running man with a, a cone on your and yep. a pair of just goalkeeper gloves. I'll go with here. Get the gloves on. I think there was a fucking. I think there was like a ashtray of butter came out of nowhere. <laughs> it was getting put in Tomo's fist. I can't even remember that much. Say, but it was it was good crack and. Obviously, everyone was talking about it at the time, man. I yeah. got a lot of hits on YouTube and stuff like that, but it was, it was a bit of crack. We just, you know yourself, see, we used to train and you'd have like two hours between. between yeah. But what's the best way to get the lads together here? Just make a yeah. Of, so it, it was like a bit of a team building? Ah, of course it was. And I'm sure now all the boys will all remember fondly and always talk I'll, about I, it. So. I don't think anybody will ever forget no, that, but, no. but uh, Some things you can't unsee. Uh, the Stephen Kenny impression, where did that come out of? Why? Why? I could do it. <laughs> it was an easy one. It was an easy one. Everyone knew what knew what you were talking about, except for Hagsy. But um, no, I was just I don't know. I don't know why. I, I didn't even make sense when you when I look back at it now. I'm just talking shit. That doesn't make any sense. But yeah, the video didn't make sense at it. So well, no, that was it, yeah. It just showed the the mental side of of Barry Malloy for <sighs> first and foremost. Well, but that entire squad was just never ever grow up on Peter Pan. Amen. Yeah, but uh, we're, we're we're glad enough that that is the case, and uh, we're glad that you're back for the weekend as well, and for the for the Harps game. Before we go, because yep. obviously this is Friday night, this is match night. Yep. What's your predictions? Two 0 Derry. 
Very confident. I've had a wee think about it since it was coming over, but I know if Harps are flying, it's going to be a tough game, but I just got a feeling Derry's going to, Derry's going to win the night. Yeah. Well, fair play. Um, Bass, that's, that's pretty much it. Of it three questions left. Very, very quick. Brown sauce or red sauce? Brown. Had it this morning. Rotten. Uh, tea or coffee? Coffee. Fair play. Custard creams or bourbon creams? Custard. Fair play. Brian Molly, thank you very much. No it's problem. been an absolute pleasure. Uh, and hopefully we'll see you again soon. Wish you every success with your, your veterans team. And uh, thank you very much for coming on. Not a problem. Cheers, Baz. Something different, something they can't see